0: guys brand new podcast and someone's a little bit in the bag oh i am working out so fucking hard you have no idea do you like the new setup can you tell it sounds different right it looks different that's right we stepped up our game uh we're doing in-person podcast today is an in-person podcast you may see this and go but it looks familiar bert this is how we're going to do reads and then we're going to do outdoor podcast starting in march 7th i think we're going indoors and uh, and we're going to bang out as many of those as possible. We just got a long list of your favorite guests. We're reaching out to all of them that still live in LA. A lot of them have moved. Fucking Jake, J- Jared Paul is moving to fucking uh, Puerto Rico. Did you see that? Can I tell you, I really want, I, and I know that this is, people are going to go for real, Bert. I really want to be on that guy's podcast. I like that guy's podcast a lot. Halston's outside; you can't hear him. I'm talking. That's who I'm talking to. We're socially distant. He's wearing a mask. I've been tested. I got tested yesterday. I got t- I got tested again tomorrow. Um, but I, lo- I I really like that guy's podcast. I love what that guy did with his fucking uh, career. I really do. Him and his brother. And I know they get a lot of shit. And I know there's probably people watching this because all my fans are a little bit older than those guys. Going like, come on, bro, for real? Actually, for real? Like his brother is a legit ticket price. I'd I'd buy it. I'd buy it. I'm looking for fun right now. Dude, I saw Riff Raff wants to fight Takashi 6ix9ine. I'd also buy that. By the way, I think Riff Raff is super enjoyable. Just so you know, what I what I enjoy is all over the fucking board. Did I tell you Logan, Logan Paul? Logan Paul. Logan Paul is moving to Puerto Rico. Andrew Schultz is in Miami. Joe Rogan's in I'm the only, I feel like, I feel like, I know I'm not. Chris Porter's here. I feel like I'm the only comic left in LA. I feel, it's crazy. I know Tom's moving. I know we've talked, I don't know if we've talked about it, but I'm in the bag. We might as well talk about it. Tom's moving, which means uh, two bears, one cave has to figure something out. Secret time. Secret time, I think I'm just going to move in with them. Why not, right? Can you hear me, Halston? <laughs> okay. Today's a great podcast. It's the first podcast we did outdoors. Uh, where do I have to promote? Oh, Go Big Show. Thursday nights on TBS. I have not promoted that show on, on this podcast. I apologize. I just haven't been thinking about it. Go Big Show. Thursday nights, 9 p.m., 8 central. Uh, Two Bears, One Cave is out now every Monday Uh, new bill Burt with Joe DeRosa which is a great one man Joe DeRosa is a legit fucking brilliant dude he really is a smart we did a podcast and, and he broke down some stuff that even the bill and I were just sitting back going that's what you love the thing you got to love about comics is that sometimes they'll chew on an idea until they can figure it out right it makes us look crazy at times at times, we chew on the wrong idea. We find something that we think is funny, and then we ruminate on it. Like you'll—I know you've heard me say this a bunch. I'm ruminating on accents, and and if you talk to my wife and our friends, I've brought it up so much that they lose their fucking mind. I'm obsessed with accents. I'm obsessed with the idea. There's an example of of sometimes you'll find a phrase like i remember a a tell not to speak too far out of school but a tell had a phrase that he kept working over and over again about hit him in the head with a, a hammer and he had like five approaches to it but he kept thinking that that was the the tag i remember watching that when i was young and i was blown away i was like i was like so that works and it's how it works with me i i find something that i the wording finds it funny, or maybe aggressive, or maybe surprising, or shocking, and then you rework it nineteen different times, and you try it out on people. You try it out until one day it it resonates, and then you're like, "Oh shit!" And my thing lately, I haven't like nine things. I haven't been doing stand up, so I'm all over the map. What I find fun. Let's go run. Since we have a cool setup right now, and we have good audio, and we have a great podcast. Today's podcast is my tour bus driver, Ron uh, Marchand uh, and Dave Williamson comedian, Dave Williamson. Uh, he's a podcaster. Also, he's got a podcast called meet Dave. I'm going to get into that in a second, but I want to, I want to, this is how, this is what's unhealthy about COVID for comics is a lot of times we just work this shit out on stage and now we're kind of stuck sitting there. I posted this, this is uh these are ruminating thoughts and these make him all super aggressive. So I apologize if they do, but they're the way a comics brain works. Um, I uh, Never mind. This is stupid. Did you ever post a picture that's so badass? I, I, you know, I'm not good at doing that. I'm not good at doing that kind of comedy. So I'll just tell you what happened, and then you can go. Oh, I posted a picture on Instagram that was fucking badass, and and I thought I misread the name, but I thought an ex girlfriend wrote in the comments. I c- I wish I was there. And I thought she was saying that about me instead of Leanne. <laughs> so I misread her comment, but then I was thinking the joke would be, you ever post a, you ever post a picture on, on Instagram. That's so badass that you want to tag ex-girlfriends and go, this could have been you. <laughs> I like, by the way, I, I miss up so much. I cannot wait. I have so many fucking ideas that are, I'm playing with. We, I've been. Um, whatever i told one i told one to burr before we started the podcast last week and he was like oh i was like oh maybe i should try that on stage before i try it out on on people or on podcasts all right uh let's get to the podcast i'm gonna go make dinner with leanne anything else halston do we want to talk about anything else we got So I don't know if I said this or not because I have had a cocktail with Leanne. I'm working out like crazy. I'm not trying to get ripped. I just want to get healthy. I just want to get healthy. And I know for a fact that what was happening when I was partying really hard on tour is I wasn't working out. And what happens, I feel, is when you're not working out, you build up that unhealth in your body. And when you work out, you can you can actually sweat it out. But if you have too much of a, of, of the shit in your body, you can't get it out of there. And right now I can get it so I can feel like shit. But if I bust ass on the treadmill or on uh or my trainer I fucking feel amazing almost too amazing almost like not fair for everyone why don't we start doing open tabs before I leave Halston we should do some solo shit so we have stuff in the bank right do me a favor uh comment in the comments Halston read them I I stay away from comments I look at comments the same way I look at a scale I go when I get on the scale, I go and it starts reading the number. I go, why am I looking at that shit? I'm having a great day so far. Is that is that a good joke? Let's run through some more jokes real quick. Real quick. Um I faced. <laughs> I'm a big FaceTimer. I FaceTime people. I like FaceTiming people. I like FaceTiming people I haven't talked to in a while, too. Like I love it. I love it. Cause then it's like a it's a very Tom says it's an aggressive move to FaceTime people. I don't find that. I find it to be passive aggressive when you text them because then, because you can look at a text and not reply. This is from my perspective. If I get a text from you, sometimes I won't reply. I'll just go like, I'll read it and then I go, oh yeah, shit, I got to reply to that guy. And then I, as a matter of fact, I got to reply to someone right now. Of course, anytime. I don't, rep- I don't think to reply, I read your text and then it's almost like it goes in and out and then I go, oh yeah, I'll get back to that. So I like FaceTiming people. And Tom says, you're not supposed to just FaceTime someone you haven't talked to in a while. And the other day I tried to FaceTime. I won't, I'll just say her name. I won't say her name. I tried to FaceTime a comedian, female that I haven't talked to that was in a movie that I like. a thing I liked. And she changed her number. <laughs> I FaceTimed. This black dude answered. He was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. It's like, is Eliza there? just kidding it wasn't eliza but it was close anyway let's get the podcast started guys uh like i said more indoors this will be the setup for reads for ads uh it's just easier that way but it does look better you got to admit that and you know it sounds better and this podcast will sound amazing uh someone please help me get mike duncan on my podcast for from uh revolutions that's my new favorite podcast So if you can reach out to Mike Duncan and I really want to get Jocko. uh, I always fuck his last name up, but I would really like to get Jocko and Casey Neistat, Casey Neistat, Jocko. Those are like the three, they're not comics, but those are people that I'd like to, I'd like to talk to. I read Jocko's book and it, let me restart that. I listened to Jocko's book on tape and it was fucking awesome. It was really interesting. And he's such a fucking, what's that? Oh, by the way, by the way, when you listen to this podcast, you will hear some construction. It's just in the very beginning, like first 15 minutes. So if you're if you're like, oh, my God, this is annoying as shit. It goes away very quickly. So um, these are done at the new house we're building, the new podcast studio we're building. We're doing them outdoors. to Stay safe. And we start them around three, three thirty and everyone ends around, uh, you know, three forty five. So it's it's just the very beginning. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, today's podcast, today's bird my friends, my brothers, my family, my bus driver, Ron Marchand, and stand-up comedian, Dave Williamson.
1: This is
0: the Ladies and gentlemen, I would like, you, I'd like to welcome you to the first phase of the move into to the new podcast studio. What are you doing, Dave? I'm
1: trying to figure
0: out <laughs> <how> to <laughs> Just stay in the corner. Yeah, stay in dude. the center.
2: But if I come all the way back here, I look like a little kid on the couch. Sick
0: crisscross but, applesauce.
3: Crisscross Dave. applesauce.
0: All right. I'll uh, We've all been COVID tested. We are all negative. Uh, of course, I'm well under. I, I understand the parameters of that, that we all could be harboring virus and we may not mutate for two days and <laughs> that those tests aren't. I understand all of that. Well, should we're we get
3: it. should we get a tape measure and?
0: I, sure I did the s- best we could. It's like we're outdoors; we're five feet away. Okay, we're, I think we're fine. And they're doing construction in the background. <laughs> hey,
3: but, but listen, the house looks
0: listen. beautiful. though. Yeah, there are certain things that you just have to get your get your head around.
2: Yeah, man, you gotta. We've, we've been across the country a couple times together through this whole thing. So I think that we've proven to each other that we're safe in our lives. If I didn't know you guys and I was showing up here, I'd be a lot more worried. That's my yeah. point. Like, yeah, yeah, I would too.
0: I'm, I'm, Do I, we really know each other though? Ron, we know each other so well <laughs> that I have, I have lists of things I want to talk about. Like, like I'm actually for the first time starting to notice moments when I should feel guilty for my whiteness. Oh, oh okay. wow! Yeah, for instance, just now you're
3: not <laughs> 48 years later. <laughs> hey, better late than never, though.
0: Today I've got my trainer over here, and I'm hitting a sledgehammer into a tire. And they use a real sledgehammer to break up concrete, and they're like, what "The fuck, he pays someone to do that?"
2: <laughs> they're like. Why don't you just come over here, asshole, and make my job easier? <laughs> what, are you just going to pull out boards and start sawing them for exercise? These what guys are like, what are we doing? What's,
3: what's funny about that, I forgot who I was talking to the other day, and I fell back to remember the CrossFit we did. I couldn't remember what city it was in, but I swear to oh, God, yeah. I, I thought Pennsylvania, to myself-
0: Pennsylvania. I thought to
3: myself, "Bert was trying to kill me that day. That That was the day that he said, oh i'm gonna get his ass
0: no there's a look there is a um hold on i want to hey write things down that i run by you i want to talk about my mural okay i want to talk about uh hats i brought two hats i think you're gonna think are pretty fucking badass and then i'm curious about the one you're uh, that i'm wearing now um but this 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 uh this whiteness thing i'm really having a fucking hard time with it
2: (laughs) the fact that you're starting with this makes a lot of sense to me because if you were going to have someone in your life that you wanted to run this by,
3: it oh. would be wrong. I can't, ex- and, I can't do it to and, Leanne.
0: I can't do it to yeah, yeah. Leanne. A- empathetic.
3: But, and, but you could do it to Darnell. You and, and Darnell could sit down.
0: Donnell. That's Donnell. so racist. Yeah, oh my God. I can't that's Come on. You if a white call, guy
3: did that? <laughs> look, my brother's name is Darnell, and he's been called Darnell.
0: Oh, yeah. His whole, do not call Leanne Luann. She'll fucking melt down.
2: <laughs> but it makes sense because. I'm eager to see what you have because it means that you think it, some of them might go south in Ron's opinion, and that's usually when you have me around when you're going to talk to oh, Ron. Oh, oh, yeah,
3: yeah, no, it's exactly. <laughs> well, you I'm see exactly, the way he sat us. Yeah, yeah, you this is all he's making sense You strategically put me far enough away where you'll be able to tackle me over the table yeah. if I want to go at him. I'm, al-
2: right. I'm always the one who has to come in and mediate the debates between uh, the documentaries we watch. Hey, I still and, say
3: he was totally wrong with the Ron Artest thing. I,
1: <laughs> I just, yeah, yeah I,
2: I, I'm not shocked by that statement. You're
3: totally, totally
0: wrong. You know what? I was. I can I tell you, I'm starting to understand. And I'll tell you another statement. Okay. I'm starting to understand the phrase "Only God can judge me." Wow. Because I, I, I feel like that is. I, I'm, I'm going to be very real right now. I feel like I'll speak from what I learned. Okay. Black people get judged so much that that phrase "Only God can judge me," which is tattooed on on Rod Woodson's body, I think tattooed on Purdue box body, tattooed on a lot of dudes bodies. I think they're like, "Fuck you. D- how dare you judge me and and and, and not allow me forgiveness True. based on what you think is right." True. True. And so I th- it's interesting.
3: But I, I, th- I think it, that that door swings both ways for blacks and whites cuz there's been white celebrities that have been persecuted for some of the shit that they've done.
2: Oh my god, right now. But but I think uh, I think Right now is is right now is super interesting where everybody people who are typically the ones that um, are in the the demographic or genres where they receive privilege are now the ones railing against cancel culture and it's like yeah, yeah it doesn't feel good does it <laughs> yeah oh look at you- and, and there's a difference between being canceled for something that uh is unfair and being being held accountable for saying oh, yeah, crazy it, shit. Exactly. There's two different things. Exactly. You know? Okay. Exactly. Great example. Let's talk
0: about. Maybe this was a bad idea. It's like we're at a rifle range. You <laughs> can just hear the right now. People are like, "Hey, man, I work construction all day. The last thing I need to hear is the people doing construction <laughs> with me, and then it in your fucking podcast in my ear, you asshole. I've got double the construction. <laughs> it's part of the ambiance. We did a an episode of Travel Channel at a at a rifle range, and
2: it was so distracting. I, I just, I just think it's cool that as we're here, being enlightened about white privilege and things like Don't that, we hear start. That's we hear your mansion being
0: uh, built not in the background. A, not a mansion. Let me. Okay, <laughs> mini there we go. mansion. Not a mini mansion.
2: You're in very nice. <laughs> do house we
0: need being to tell the, the people what do we're not, looking at? Do not, because that's another issue I'm struggling with. What? Is I've always shown my life. I've always shown every part of my life, and it wasn't until recently that I was like, as my life's gotten nicer, I go, maybe that's not cool anymore. Like you, like. I've seen. I always get a kick if I see Christy Teigen's mansion. I'm always like, show me more. Or like, or like Chelsea Handler's house. I'm like, I want to see all the rooms. But then, and then when, then I know. I go. I've been to Rogan's house. I don't know anything about it from his Instagram or Segura's house or or Sebastian's house. Like, like no one. It's an interesting. It's an it's an interesting thing to show. It's like a humble brag if you're doing nice,
2: if you're doing well, and you show everyone what your accommodations are. But you, but you have a very different personality than those guys. Yeah. So it's not that you're showing it because you're like vain, and they're not showing it because they're not vain. That's for different reasons. And I also think I that, think
0: I need fucking sunglasses now. This is bright as
2: fuck. Yeah, you're right <laughs> in the sun too. And, and, and Andrew put a light on me. Hey, <laughs>
0: hey, hey, uh, parfait. You and said, if you get do sunglasses nice. in the back of my, the back of my, uh, my. Well, I do have a Prius. <laughs> Shut up.
2: <laughs> his, Could his, you go to Bert's five, reasonable car his and get his, Mercedes his, band, his
1: gas station sunglasses new. for him, please?
3: <laughs> but look, he's an everyman Ray-Bans back there. <laughs> I will tell you, you got some. You're gonna have some interesting shit going on down the street from your house, about four or five houses down once you move in, because you, you got some real niggas. <laughs> <laughs> Ron's done reconnaissance on the neighborhood. Did you just walked the perimeter, Ron, of the block? with No,
2: oh I was pulling up. I mean, I know what I look for, Ron. Where, how did you notice it?
3: <laughs> Loud cars, dude standing out in the street, pants hanging off his ass, oh. $200 pair of Jordans on. Oh. Yeah, you got some real ones to live down the block, bro.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs> that makes me feel happy, though. Like, I feel like, oh, uh.
3: A toss up, it's like six in one and a half dozen in the <laughs> other.
0: I we have uh, a lot of our neighbors are Russian, and Isla goes and they know who I am, and they and Isla goes, I feel I feel comfortable living around the Russian mafia. I was like, maybe <laughs> yeah. not all Russians are in the mafia.
1: <laughs> she was like, oh.
0: thanks, Andrew. I'm fucking... There oh, you go. so much better. Oh. It's, pr- it's, not, I mean, it's gonna be here forever, anyway. Um, it's it, it but it's like weird to show. And here's the other thing. So I watched Patrice's documentary. They did a documentary on Patrice. It's fucking amazing. One of the Patrice one of the things Patrice said that uh resonates with me very intensely, and I think it connects to cancel culture, is he said he he had a show on VH1 and he was like, I didn't like doing the show because I didn't want uh 17-year-old girls coming to my show and cheering for me and then I get on stage and say like, and then I put a finger in her ass and they're like, oh my God, this isn't what I thought it would be. He's like, I want the motherfuckers that would ride with me to ride with me from the beginning to the end. He goes, that's why Pee Wee Herman fucked up. Pee Wee Herman was a guy who jacks off in movie theaters, but then he was playing like a kid friendly guy. He goes, Patrice says, I'm the guy that jacks off in movie theaters. I need you to know know that up front. (laughs) Yeah. And it was, it's a brilliant statement because I go, because then as, as all I'm thinking is. I've said this before. A lot of celebrities get canceled. Not a lot. Some celebrities get canceled because of branding. Because they pretended to be one thing. And then then when they, Yeah. And then when you see who they really are, everyone's like, well, that's not what I signed up for. Fuck that guy. Yeah. And then I have been, my whole career, I've been... The party guy. The uh, party guy, underdog, alcoholic, doesn't have his shit together, Mm -hmm. fuck around. And then as I get older and I start getting my shit together and I start realizing the, the the the... Like getting more focused, I go... I go, I don't know, like, how do I, sh- how do I-, I, I try to just show everything. If I've lived in this fucking house that has no backyard, We have- it's a beautiful house. I love my house. But every time anyone comes over, they're like, oh shit, this is small. And I'm like, fuck you, first of all. Oh, but I think,
3: <laughs> hold on. <laughs> because I swear to God, yeah? I said the same fucking thing when I pulled up to <laughs> the house. for the first door, like. Why the, up, I, why the I, fuck is this dude living in a normal neighborhood? Yeah, in this little ass and house. And I am always like but that. But it fits yeah. you. It fits me. It, it fits you. And, and 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 not to cut you off, but Bert, you you are a celebrity for the people. That's that's what draw the the regular folks, the the fuckers out here nailing, hammering. I mean, just go back to the crowds we had for four fucking months out on a on a driving tour during a pandemic. Oh, True yeah. fans. Yeah. That and that you you can't take that away from your fans, dog, cuz that's who you are. I I think that
2: people actually, it doesn't seem like it sometimes, but people want to see people they like and people who earn it and deserve it successful. You know, it gives them hope. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're they're rooting for you. So I think that they want to go along on that journey with you. But I think the problem is is when, you know, what you said, when people aren't who they say they are, you know? So if you were pretending to be a struggling comedian and that was your connection point and you weren't a struggling comedian at all, you know, yeah. then then that's when it, it it people feel like they've been duped, wow. you know, supporting the wrong guy. If wow. someone's a Christian comedian and then they find out that, you know, they've been acting otherwise, then they feel duped. But if someone's not a Christian comedian, then they're just doing, you know, uh, behavior that a normal person would do that might be looked at as non-Christian. Then people are like, oh, whatever, you know. But it, but when you nail in the head, oh, I'm so so, you know, holy the now and do do do. That's what people are like. Hey man, this isn't who you said you were, you yeah. know. There's and You're what, the one who
0: said it, more not people me. Out
3: there like you, then you would know. What do you mean? <laughs> Party was just a person that you live your life to the limit every day.
0: It's not a great thing. I, uh, I was not? just thinking because I was like, I was like, a lot of those people are the ones that die first. Because <laughs> no, like, I mean look,
3: not. It's, I don't. I don't see it in a bad way. Yeah. But you, you take nothing for granted.
2: I'm,
0: I, I was. I, I watched Ferris Bueller last night with the girls I at a, at at a driving. Yeah. <laughs> and, cool. and he says, uh, he has a line. Halston, do you have a computer there too? What's the line Ferris Bueller says, or he goes? Life happens fast. You better enjoy it
2: before it's over. Something that to that effect. Yeah, and yeah.
0: I was like I was like life does happen fucking fast.
2: I got to tell you man, it was a kind of a cool moment for me when you guys stopped by my house last week and you know you, Tom and Warren Sapp who all live in, you know, nice houses at this point in your lives and are successful people at this point in your lives, right? And I've I've been on both ends of the spectrum throughout my life. I grew up with jet skis and a tennis court I've lived paycheck to paycheck, you know. Like I've 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 seen it all <laughs> back and forth of, of several times in my life, right? Yeah. And so for me, you know, I live in a two one uh, that I rent. And it's an old as dirt house, and I do the best I can to fix it up. But I I don't own it, so I'm not gonna like renovate the bathroom or something, you know? Yeah. And uh, you know, you guys came over, and I felt. I was worried. I was like, oh, man, what if someone's got to use the bathroom in my, you know, my bathroom. <laughs> like first time. thing we did. That was I know. Yeah, all did. of us did. But but honestly, man, Tom walked in and the first thing Tom did is he looked at my barbecue setup in the front that I built, you know, myself, me and my son, you know, for 200 bucks. I built that whole fucking thing out. Hey, we need and, to put and, and
3: that video on the and, podcast. And Tom was like, it was amazing. Yeah. Tom was like, yeah.
2: uh, man, this is awesome, Dave. This is like a TV studio. This is so cool. And he was like being very genuine, you know. Yeah. And then you showed up, and you're like, Dave, your front yard's awesome. And, you know, and I'm like, you know, I didn't, didn't spend very much money on it, but it was like <laughs> it's, a, it's a cool area, and I'm proud of it. And, and it made me realize, like, you know, that having something to brag about doesn't always mean that you have a ton of money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's funny. I transitioned into bragging about having a tour bus without realizing there's <laughs> comics that are like, hey,
2: man, I'm still flying coach and I just was like,
0: fucking tour bus? Yeah. Oh, this is the best! Take a look at this, fuckers!
2: Man, I uh, had a few uh, whiskeys the other night and I didn't couldn't find anything to watch. So I decided to go back and watch the uh, Dane Cook's tourgasm. Oh. And I watched the first two episodes and I haven't watched it since like 2004 or whenever they did it, I don't yeah. remember right when it was. But uh, it was so interesting to watch them like get on the tour bus and go, now that we've done it and I know what it's like. It was really interesting just seeing the parallels. Wait, what are
0: it. they, what I'm, I'm assuming I haven't seen it since then either. I'm assuming they get on the bus, each get into their cubicles and then go to sleep.
2: <laughs> I mean, they, they have a Bobby lot of
0: hits the fridge a couple of times. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> Gary paces back and forth.
2: Well, there's a lot of like the stuff that we do where they like go for, uh, like they went and did like a Segway tour. Like, they do activities during the day, yeah. you know? So it's a lot like our schedule. And, uh, you know they, they they get into deep discussions where they end up fighting with each other, and then oh. someone's got to mediate. And like, oh,
0: I bet, I guarantee <laughs> you our deep discussion fights were ten times worse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, these guys got on a bus for thirty days together. We've been touring for oh, almost yeah. Two so, years. oh yeah yeah I guess our ours so, are, ours are but, more. But family. you know
3: what? You only fight like that, or I say get yeah. into it like that with people you love. Yeah. If you don't care about a person, hundred percent. Yeah. You don't. And 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 I'll I'll say this on air... I truly apologize for the last incident you and I had last night of us touring. Yeah. But if I didn't love you and and I, and I, and I say that, dude, I I love you. You brought the joy back to my job again. I was doing this shit for a paycheck until I met you, Bert, just a fucking paycheck.
0: So wait, tell me what that's like, because I I know that we, we know what your job's like with us, but what, like, what's it like when you tour with like, Like, I won't say names, but I'm sure you can say names. I mean, different
3: artists are are different, but people are so ingenuine. And I know you guys respect what I do and how I do it. So it it makes me want to do it even better. Oh, we
0: respect what you do and how you do it. Way more than we respect how we what we do, and he like your job is more important than any of our. I dogs. love waking
2: up still alive. I love we went like I love waking up in
0: Amarillo yeah. when there's the roads are iced over and we're not moving. And I go, "What happened?" And like Ron said, it was too icy. I was like, "Thank God Ron's here. Yeah. I would have fucking rolled the dice." Nancy's so, like, "Kind of what a pussy he is, huh?" Yeah,
3: yeah. Man, I have a, a snow hike set up at two. We gotta get there. <laughs> so it's, I mean. You you just you brought the joy back into my job. You know that the first weekend we ran that five k. Oh yeah. You know it, it's just shit <laughs> like that. You you involved me <laughs> Forced when, You to run. It. Yeah. For I, I mean it Ron, was like come come on. You'll be hanging out you with yeah, all the fat Come on. Ron. <laughs> just do it. So I mean it, it, dude. I I appreciate that. I I truly because and I just told Dave I think my touring life is over, except with you. I don't. Because you treat me so well. Everybody does, from fucking Andrew to Parfait to Mans to Jesus, uh yeah. Scuba Steve. You know, it's like we are a family. Yeah, we may get into it and we may get, in, get on each other's nerves, but yeah. fucking at the end of the day, somebody does something to school with Steve, I'm gonna fuck him up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's just <clears throat> so man, I I I truly you were a blessing for me and my family to come into my life, and uh, it was
0: uh, you. You made you made the bus. I mean, I, I'm no no disrespect to my first driver, but he's definitely not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you made. Oh fuck! Does that not bring back great memories? Parfait is going to get ice. He's <laughs> yeah.
2: Parfait's doing what
0: Parfait can we, does. Can we get get a Starbucks ice. Starbucks
3: run. You know. <laughs> a,
2: parfait?
3: Would that make you a, feel like a few sandwiches? A yeah, yeah. You know, it's all love, though. Sound
2: check, Parfait. Sound check. I heard. <laughs> I heard uh, Rogan
0: talking to this comic about me on uh, about our tour on the on on his podcast, and he was like, he was like, no, Bert loves. I don't. Know, I forget what he was saying. He's like, he fucking loves to have a good time. I'm watching these guys. And they get, like, $200 worth of McDonald's at the end of the night, and they eat all of it. (laughs) Tell Joe
3: he needs to come out and spend a weekend
0: with us. Joe Joe would be the same as Tom. Tom was, like, a little bit, like, like eyes wide open. Like, what? the This is how you guys live? Like, because our bus was, is our house. Yes. Yes. That is our fucking (laughs) house. Frat house. It is a frat house. Now,
3: Now, I'll tell you, having you on the bus for three and a half weeks is totally different than having you on the bus for three or four days.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 it, yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. It, it, I don't know it's if I can go I back to, to give, just weekends. I might have to stay on the bus forever. <laughs> I, like I was telling someone, I was like, we went back and forth across country
3: four times. Four times. Like,
0: yeah. It physically, I mean, if, just just
3: imagine. Yeah. The first run, we ran from east to west. The first big show was in North Carolina. We left yeah. L.A. and tracked over three thousand miles. Yep. To turn back around to track another 3,000 miles to get home.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Hims. Did you know that 66% of men start losing their hair by the age of 35? I think Tom told me one time he was on a boat. He was with a bunch of boys that were very aggressive. They were bullying him, and they kept saying, you're going bald, you're going bald. I never had that. You know why? Because I got in front of the issue. Once you start notice your hair is thinning, then it might be too late. You got to get in front of it. You got to, as soon as you see it thinning, you got to do something about it. That's why HIMSS is the number one stop for hair loss, skin care, sexual wellness, all for men. For HIMSS wants you to write a new chapter in your life, and it starts with your hair. For HIMSS was created by a guy who knew that a lot of these conversations that men want to have are a lot easier to have online. I know for a fact when I did it, I was 21, 22 years old. Jeff Hartley told me I was losing my hair and I, I went to a doctor. Actually, I went to a doctor, then I'd go to a pharmacy. I had to tell everyone I was losing my hair. I had to tell nine people I was losing my hair and a lot of people told me I wasn't. And then and then they said, just you can get stuff at the gas station. This isn't gas station remedies. These are prescription solutions backed by science. For hims connects you with real medical licensed professionals online, which would save you hours. They're going to ask you a few quick questions and if you they determine... That that it's right for you. They're gonna prescribe you the medication to treat your hair loss that's shipped directly and discreetly to your door. Today, Hymns is giving you their best offer yet. If you're not happy with the results after 90 days, Hymns is gonna give you a full refund. And right now, my listeners can get their first visit absolutely for free. Go to fourhymns.com slash birdcast. That's fourhymns.com slash birdcast. Disclaimer. Prescription product requires an online consultation with a healthcare professional who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. But more importantly, remember, that's 4 slash birdcast. This podcast is brought to you by TurboTax. You are a one of a kind and so are your taxes. That's why TurboTax Live has experienced tax experts who are ready to listen to you, learn about your unique tax situation, and help you get the best tax outcome. Maybe you're moonlighting as a rideshare driver and have questions about what qualifies as a deduction. Maybe you want an expert to walk you through the process since most of your income last year came from freelance jobs. Or maybe you'd like to hand the whole tax filing process off to an expert while you perfect your banana bread recipe. Whether you want to file with the help of an expert or let an expert do the filing for you, TurboTax Live tax experts are here to help, giving you the confidence to know that you're one of a kind. Uniquely, you taxes are done right. Into it, TurboTax Live. This, it's, it, you know, I, I can I, t- okay, if we're talking about, and I'm going to be, I'm going to get slightly buzzed on this. I have a big Chinese New Year's. I got to culturally appropriate later tonight. The uh, but by the way, I posted that picture and I'm like reading the comments, waiting for someone to light me up. And I'm like, all right, we're good. I read five comments. <laughs> reading comments on Instagram is like getting on the scale. I look at it and I go, wait, why am I going to read this and let it ruin my day? It, it's a focus group. Yeah, it's a focus group. So, uh, but uh, oh fuck, what was it? Oh, I, I'll tell you. I feel I feel like if we're being 100 percent honest, you see a lot of comics living large, doing theaters, doing fucking whatchamacallit, but I feel like there's a little bit of earthiness to the way we do it, of like, of like, we, Chappelle said this thing, This and this is where my, it's been fucking me up, did you see Chappelle's new Instagram post? No. Oh, it's great, it's great, it's, uh, he talks about getting COVID, and he talks about, uh, cowards love when a hero stumbles, like their favorite thing is when a hero stumbles. And, they, and he said, and the cowards have been looking at him all through COVID like, oh, you gonna do live shows, huh? You're rolling the dice, you're living risky. And he's like, he took every com- everything he could. And he's like, and then finally my number got pulled. And immediately yeah. everyone's like, that's what you get. That's what you get. And man, that was looming over my head that that's what you get the whole fucking tort. The amount of, of t- nights or mornings I woke up thinking, I'm putting everyone's life at risk. I'm I'm putting my life at risk. I'm not living healthy. This is, this is going to come back and get me canceled. Like, I'm going to, they're going to, and, and by the way, canceled such a fucking, it means nothing to anyone listening to this right now. Like, my dad doesn't know what canceled is. He doesn't know half the people. I saw that Bruce Springsteen got canceled or whatever or something, and I was like, I don't even know what it is. But I'm not going to stop listening to fucking Born to Run. Yeah. Like, uh, he got it. That's he.
2: All he got was a DUI. Yeah, fucking Florida's but, but about to get canceled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he can still drink and drive in Florida, but, but that's but a, that's got- a soft cancel because look, it, it also has to do with like talent, right? And and sample size. So, you know, Bruce Springsteen's been a. I would say a measures. good guy rock star for a his, puts on 40, two and a half hour concert for, for a lifetime
3: for, for, for forty something years, yeah. you know, yeah.
2: for for a lifetime. So this DUI, I don't know the the details behind it, but it's a knee jerk reaction. I guess he the also cancer.
0: did a Jeep commercial or something. I don't know. It was uh, know uh, it. insensitive. Now, okay. <clears throat> he and, and he ran over Native Americans or something. Oh, like, yeah. Hey, like, you ret- got what coming to you? Edit my
2: uh, previous uh, opinion <laughs> out. <also. laughs>
0: and then they actually edit it and flip my my what I said first, and then have Dave go. That was just a light canceling. Um, wait, so keep going.
2: <laughs> yeah, so I I think that you know it also has to do with talent level and what you bring to the art form in the world, right? Like Bruce Springsteen is timeless, right? True. It's like like he's. He's given so much to to people who are fans of him that a DUI in their ha- in their brain isn't going to be like, you know, it, it's. You look at
3: it, Bruce it's, Springsteen it's, as a regular guy.
2: Yeah, he, it's a mistake. I do. Though. I definitely. You're do. not. You're not above. Ju- you're not above making a mistake. You mm-hmm. know. But now, let's say Bruce Springsteen is a a young um you know, a musician just starting out, and there's no sample size. There's no credibility there. And the guy comes out the gate and does something terrible, says, a, a you know, uh, something terrible about, you know, a, a certain ethnic group or whatever, then he gets canceled because there's no, why are we going to mess with you? Well, that's the there's, other there's, thing. There's, is no, there's, no, there's no, there's no, there's no money in the bank there. If we go back to that original
0: thought about like, about, um, what Patrice said, going against your brand, Bruce Springsteen's brand has been America. And when your brand is America, it's everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like he didn't write music. I mean, I, I don't know if he technically meant to write music for uh, uh, East Indian children in in London, <laughs> which is a great fucking movie. Have you ever seen that? No, no. Oh my god, what's you the name of that movie? Of the, what's the
3: name of that movie? You watch some really interesting shit,
0: dude. I what I'm I'm all over the map of what I watch. This movie is called. What's the Bruce Springsteen movie in London about the the Indian London. kid
3: and, and little Pakistani Andrew, kid? And Pakistani and Andrew's kid. the movie guy, the Golden is. Child.
0: <laughs> the golden child. no it's not born to run it's not born to run purple rain no it's so fucking good it's so good and i texted the guy who wrote it i texted him on twitter i was like your movie is fucking awesome text and then him? i I dm'd him and I texted, flex. text him i say i fucked that up all the time
3: it's okay i'm here to help yeah you.
0: i dm'd him and i was like right, he tweeted
3: me. at him all
1: right
0: i at mentioned him yeah. and he didn't acknowledge it Huh. No, no, he knowledge that we follow each other and I texted back and forth, tweeted, d- DM'd him back and forth and he was like, uh, he was like, yeah, not a lot of people liked my mo- or or <laughs> didn't do very well or something. Are you does blinded it, by the light?
3: Does it surprise you as some of the people that know who you are? Oh
0: can I, Yeah, you want to know one that fucking flipped me out? We're getting ready to do the live stream with me and Tom and Warren the other night and Megan Trainer comes on. You know who Megan Trainor is? No. It's uh, all about singer? that bass. About that Oh, bae. yeah, yeah, yeah. No okay. It's all about that bass. Like Megan Trainor, Megan Trainer, I have listened. I mean, it reminds me of when the girls, when you could all listen to a song and the girls would dance in the car. So like as soon as I was like, I said, Megan Trainer? There's no fucking way. And then she was like, what do I gotta do to get on this live stream? And I was like, I'll invite her into my live into my thing. So I invited her in. It's fucking Megan Trainor. I was like, I got so and then I and, and then I said to Tom. I guess Megan Trainer, and he goes, "No." I said, "Yeah." I go, "Fucking Megan Trainer." What's are with Warren Sapp, Hall of Famer, and he's like, "Megan Trainer knows who we are." I'm like, "Can you believe it?" He's like, "No, nah, he was wrong one, man. Wrong one. How, it's not how, her." I didn't watch it. I didn't. Yeah.
3: How was it actually? Sit. I'm a big Warren Sapp fan. Oh, it
0: was. He it was, was. He was a trip. He was great, man. Yeah. He was great. He was. He was great. The whole first half was him commentating, him talking football, him breaking okay. it down. And it was awesome. It was like having a commentator, but with no limit who is also No filter. No filter, who is boozing it.
2: it. It's it's an easy um metaphor for like us in the entertainment industry. But like when I was in the car business, we used to use it as well. When you say, like, whenever you're anywhere, a customer gets to you, you're on stage, right? And Warren Sapp knows how to be on stage. Yeah, he does. So, so he me- knows whether it's just in a conversation in your front yard or whether it's on the live stream, he knows when it's time for him to be entertaining and Damn, is he entertaining? Did you
3: guys crazy. talk about his incident, the Super Bowl? No. No.
2: Is that do the you, thing that got him in trouble? Yeah.
0: Do no. you
3: think that hurt his legacy? No. No. Okay. I think it
0: hurt his. It, it, I think it hurt him with. <clears throat> Here's my insight, and I, I hope this doesn't offend Warren, but. Ah, this is fucking dicey territory. Well, I, l- I feel like. I feel like. I feel like. I actually. Okay. I always say I'm lucky. I was—I was actually talking to Warren about this. I've always said I was lucky, and then one day I realized, oh no, I'm not lucky. I'm just white. Like I just everything was set up for me to win. And then you look at guys like Warren Sapp, who has all the talent, all the skills, all the what call it. And then you could theoretically call him unlucky. And it's not that he's unlucky; it's that the the system looks, tries to look, attempts to look at him differently, regardless of what he does. Mm-hmm. They always try to pivot and go, "I got two nanograms of marijuana in his system." Lower his draft choice. Let's save some money on this one. Fuck him. True. And 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 uh, oh, he had an incident where whatever. I don't even know what the incident right, is. Right. He had an incident. Get him out of here. Fuck him. He you know what? He was on thin ice with us. Where yeah. I would argue, and if it was me, uh, I won't say me because that's a bad example. Because I definitely want people going, Just, no, we'll f- focus a on you. But like non color. If it was, if it was a person non color. It was Troy mm-hmm. Aikman.
2: They would have been like, hey, man, yeah. he might have been at a party.
0: And that was, in that was
3: that's my whole point of asking about that's that.
2: That's interesting. That kind of backs up what I was saying earlier, and I never thought about it from that angle because, you know, Randy like Moss. I was saying, when you have the talent or you have the potential, then you might have a little bit more rope to make mistakes and find redemption, right? Yeah. But Warren should have been extended that Yes. Uh, that, that absolutely after his career. Yes. His personality is so great. You know, if and you the fact that, the fact that any, chan- had, like, any chance someone's had to knock him down, they've knocked him down.
0: Anytime, post career, yeah, anytime, Randy Moss, Alan Iverson, you can go down the list. And now I'm not condoning anyone or any of their behavior, but what I will say is that I would argue maybe, you know, the story about Cal Ripken, they say allegedly. You know, you know, the story about Cal Ripken, was it, I, I
3: was it, was it, uh. Was it rape or something like that? I don't.
0: I don't think it was that. I don't know know that story. No, what I heard is, I don't know. It's not even worth mentioning. Right. But let's just say that there are some professional athletes that have gotten dust ups, and when the maybe, maybe allegedly, when the cops show up, they go, "Hey, man, we've all been there."
2: Right. Dude, when Dennis Erickson was the, I I think he might have. No, it might even right before Warren's time. Might be during Warren's time. Dennis Erickson. By the way,
0: I want you guys to know that when you hear this cutting and this hammering, that is joy to my ears. That means they are <laughs> doing <getting> work done <laughs> in a COVID well, we have been shut down like three times. because one dude gets it and then everybody everyone gets it and it's and i I mean i can't even make a joke about it because it's been pretty serious yeah and and you try to keep them safe and everything Mm -hmm. but but you know you're fucking grown up gonna work and then you're gonna get a car you're gonna get a ride to work whatever the fuck you're gonna do eat lunch anyway dave i'm sorry kevin erickson Erickson.
2: dennis erickson was uh the coach at the university of miami for a period of time and it's well known that he would get hammered and uh get pulled over and then the cops would drive him home you know the cops would make sure he got home safely because he was a national championship coach you know like do you think they would do that for any of the athletes no no i
0: I would think they do that for i think for a few guys that would get that tiger didn't get it but i would think i would think do you watch that tiger documentary
2: i did i was gonna watch it with my kids and then someone finally told me like don't watch it with your kids and i'm glad i didn't it picked up a tampon man i was
0: texting with shane gillis about it that guy picked up a tampon what yep bro they well, were was talking, some, about sketchy? Yeah, was talking about sketchy? Yeah, shit in that.
3: Who are we speaking of? Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods and Earl <laughs> Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods.
0: Tiger Woods. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Tiger Woods uh, starts fucking a Perkins waitress. It's the weirdest.
3: It's, it's such a- Kobe Bryant and a fucking housekeeper. You know, it's-
0: It doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Anyway. Um,
3: I'll help you. I'll help you make sense of it. Okay. Okay.
0: So, well, it gets, it gets really sketchy. So-
3: Hey, hey! Can oh, I get a can I them? get a,
0: a cup of ice too? Thank you. And then maybe gloves. or Just bare hand. Anything that says ice. We're back K-A on the on bus. We're back on the bus. We're back on the bus. We're in our bubble, guys. Yeah, okay. We're in our bubble. We're
3: back in our bubble. Y- All for tested. Y- for you, for, for for to help you make sense, help help it make sense of you. I'll just say, uh, oh, where do we go to the?
2: I'm gonna have a cigar. I've been wanting a cigar really bad. Really? Uh, I've been hitting cigars kind of hard lately.
3: Uh strip club,
0: uh, Fort Wayne, Indiana.
3: What I, turned you guys you, went to a strip club in Fort Wayne? <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's what. Great.
0: Was
3: I sleeping? <laughs> what, what turned? What, what was we the didn't biggest? to wake you up, Dave. We what, what, knew you had what, an early what, flight what, in the morning. What, what was the biggest? The biggest turn on for you that night.
0: The biggest turn on was the girl not taking her like. Well, I don't
3: know. There was the one
0: that had all her clothes on. Right
3: now, you are Bert Chrysler. Mm-hmm. you could have about any woman you want in the world. Hot chicks. I'm going
0: Leanne. Is that what you're saying? No. In the crazy no, f- it fucking insanity. Leanne, no. I, I, no. I, I do not I agree go for with them. that one right there.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah.
3: So, but the chick to give you a dance with all her clothes, her regular clothes on, yeah, is what turned you on.
0: It was the fucking best.
3: So it's like, because once you get to a certain status, when you can have whatever you want.
0: Oh, that's an interesting flex because you realize that Perkins waitress has no idea who Tiger Woods Uh, is. She really does not follow golf. Perkins waitresses (laughs) are very not into the PGA. Across the board, I don't want to stereotype Perkins waitresses. (laughs) We're talking
3: waitresses at small restaurants like that.
2: Or specifically Perkins. Hey, will you grab a lighter out of there? And Waffle Houses, you know. Well, when, when when you've been under a microscope your whole life and had these expectations Put on you your whole life. Thanks, bro. It's there's got to be something that's kind of um, satisfying or gratifying to you to know that you just probably made someone's like, yeah life or night. You know, mm-hmm. like the most average person ever. You know, right.
3: So that helps you wrap your head around that, Bert.
0: That's interesting. Um, I I thought, well, here's the interesting part. So he fucks his Perkins waitress. <laughs> By the way, I don't even like talking ill about him because I like—I really like Tiger Woods. I like him. I feel like the, he I,
3: transcended the sport
0: of golf. And I feel like anyone who breaks down barriers like that deserves right. deserves some some swing, you know, deserves some leeway. Like mm-hmm. Jackie Rock, you, you can't really say much bad about you can't say anything bad about Satchel Paige, Buck O'Neill, Josh Gibson, all anyone that was in the in the, the uh, you Negro know the league. league the, uh-huh. what was it? I can't remember. The, the Negro name. League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's okay
3: for you to say the Negro League. Okay,
0: the, uh, Tom said that too and I was like I just bought the hats I don't even feel comfortable wearing the hats. It's so, okay. No, in the Negro League I I, I those are my f- some of my favorite players and if oh, you're going to yeah. say if you're going to say Josh Gibson had some mental illness, oh, I'm going to give him some I'm going to give him some some swing. I'm going to I'm going to allow him. Thank you. Yeah. Cuz you
3: wouldn't give it to Ron Artest.
0: He I didn't break down a lot of barriers for me. <laughs> <laughs> he just <laughs> <laughs>
2: I mean, he's a prolific name-changer. Man. Not a lot of people were doing that before. True. I will tell
0: you, Ron Artest changed the game when it comes to reinventing yourself. No one reinvented himself better than that guy. And Dennis Rodman. Yeah,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. yeah, but you know, they're basically the same type of personalities and guys. hard nose came from nothing. You know, they, they, they were the workers in the NBA. Yeah. They were the workers in the NBA. They... They took their craft seriously, and they weren't the most talented guy, Especially Ron, Ar- uh, especially Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was an exceptional athlete.
2: Yeah, I I am totally. I, I just maybe the the term cancel is poor marketing, but I'm totally on board with um, holding people accountable for despicable behavior. Yes, hundred yes. percent. Yes, but I also. When it's warranted Define despicable behavior though. Well, there's a it's a broad spectrum. Yeah. But I'm also here for um redemption. I, I think that you need to give someone a chance to grow as a human being. Now, maybe professionally they don't deserve the same things that that were afforded to them before. Right. Because they they screwed up their chance, but mm-hmm i don't like it when people pile on and say i hope you die and i hope you know you Uh, because then what's that what's that person supposed to how's their life gonna value moving forward you know i I just i'm here for the redemption i've been guilty of piling on
0: i've been so guilty i had to apologize to people where i didn't even realize i was piling on i just said something shitty i didn't think about it and i was just caught off guard and i was like and then the person reached out to me and was like hey man you know I know we're not friends or anything, but I've never done anything bad to you. Like, why would you do that? And I was like, I wasn't thinking. And then they were like, why, yeah, why, I, why I my life really sucks right privilege. now. And then you're jumping down why on privilege. me. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> anyway, back to Tiger Woods. So he, he goes, um, he goes, he fucks his poor Perkins waitress, takes her to like a church or, or whatever, pulls around the back, she's on her period, gangster. <laughs> Pulls her tampon out, throws it out the fucking window like a fucking savage, like a real like like raw dog. Me, come inside me, give me AIDS. I don't care. I work at Perkins. I love this girl, right? TMZ, uh, not or paparazzi or somebody. The National Enquirer. Oh yeah, important that it's the National Enquirer because yeah. they see this. Right, the guys are tracking him. They see this. Your boy, your boy goes over. This this this, this journalist goes over so that he has proof. He grabs the bloody tampon evidence saves it so he's got evidence then they call tiger and they tell tiger hey man just so you know we got proof that you fucked this perkins waitress behind him it, and he was like it's not me and they're like we got the tampon and he's like okay it's me and they're like how about you play how about we're gonna write an article about it or you can appear on the cover of men's health because they own men's health too, yeah because yeah, they own men's health and tiger's like "Yeah, oh, men's health men's health i'm gonna i'm gonna pick men's health I'm sure that was a quick. He was like, "Dude, maybe I should start working out." Men's Health. I (laughs) I "I would do it anyways. I would (laughs) have done Men's. You should have just asked. And so then they get Tiger Woods on free on the cover for free for Men's Health to jack up their fucking sales, and then, and then they still busted him. Then you start going, look at anyone that's like Tiger Woods level, like Tom Brady. Anytime he was on Men's Health, you're like, go a month back. What did he do?
2: (laughs) What? Gronk. <laughs> Gronk doesn't care. Gronk will just be like, "Yeah, I'm 69er." <laughs> Did you ever hear the story about Burt Reynolds and uh National Enquirer headquarters back in the day? No. So, Burt Reynolds uh They're based out of Boca, right? Yeah, so so they're they're in Boca or somewhere like that and Burt Reynolds uh lived somewhere in Florida at the time. Had a mansion, was biggest movie star on earth. Had horses and stables and whatever. And had a feud with the National Enquirer because they were putting him on the you know him and lonnie and him and this you know on the cover of, of every issue you know so for christmas or something some, something around christmas or something I think it was a like christmas party or whatever he took a ton of horse shit he had been saving and took his helicopter and had it flown over the national choir and dumped on top of the national choir oh building god
3: <laughs> classic That's, burb reynolds
0: yeah. I, dude i love burb reynolds i love burb reynolds Here's, here's the question. Here's okay, here's my question. I've been man, I'm so glad to do this podcast in person. It's so much better, isn't it? I know that you guys are going to hear this and go, well, "Then don't do them in Zoom." Well, that's all I can get. Nathan Florence is coming on Zoom soon. Um but like the uh let's talk about the subject of being a, I'm sure these are all bits I'm working on. I can't work on on stage. But like the subject of everyone being a Karen. Like I really feel like,
2: ultimately. no. Everyone, everyone, I cared the other day. I caught myself doing it. What'd you do? Well, here I am. I'm I told, called the cops on these black kids playing <laughs> in front of my house. No, God, no.
0: How dare them? This is a white neighborhood. No, I... Um, oh, I'm yelling that. I forgot I'm not in my man cave. I'm, <laughs> I'm yelling that. And
2: <laughs> your neighbors. Someone just heard me yell out in my backyard. This
0: is a white neighborhood. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Um, no, you know, I, I'm totally on board with wearing a mask and, you know, do, being unselfish and responsible to help with the pandemic and i've always preached that and whatever and then here i am uh two weeks ago i took my family down to long beach to go paddle boarding and my wife's been there before so they made her wear like this like little like uh not like it's not even like a life jacket it's just like a like a vest basically like that says like look out and yeah. then they made me wear this big giant like a uh, life jacket and i'm sitting there telling the kid like that's a little ridiculous i don't really need to wear a life jacket do i and they're like, "Yes, yeah, sir, it's, it's insurance policy you have to wear. And I'm like, I'm a really experienced waterman. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you understand the hours I've logged on. And I got really mad. I was like, "It's not, I just didn't want to wear it. It's uncomfortable and unnecessary. I've been paddleboarding a thousand times. I understand the situation. And this kid's like, I'm 18. I just work here. <laughs> like, yeah. like, you know? <laughs> and I had to stop myself and just be like, all right, I, I feel like someone in a restaurant who's yelling about wearing a mask and he just wear the life jacket. It's not a big deal, you know? But if you find the right thing that strikes your nerve, we all have Karen oh, it's, it's, inside it's of us. It's
0: rage. Once rage, once you once you unpop the cork, it's hard to Put it's it. hard to go. And then and then and then and I've been videotaped doing it. I had a woman. I talked about. I know. I talked about this on stage. Right when the whole mask thing was happening. Right when it first started, I took the girls on a walk and I had my mask around my chin, and we're walking the dogs. And this woman's just. I, I think she's FaceTimeing someone. But she just points it to me. And she goes, there's another one. <coughs> Wear a mask. And I was like, you're a cunt. And I couldn't help it. <laughs> I couldn't help it. I, it came out so fast. And I went, oh, why would you do that? You, you saw her camera out. And then you lay in bed. I was, I'm was i literally trying to write a bit about it today. This morning, I was laying in bed and I was going, there's a picture of me In with, in, in, with the Zulu tribe dressed in full Zulu attire flexing. I'm flexing my bicep for this Zulu warrior in his traditional Zulu warrior gear and I'm dressed exactly like him in flip flops and I was like, oh, we're talking about cultural appropriation. I mean, yeah. I am all but blackface in there. But
2: but, but, then but you-, you were with them experiencing their culture. They they invited you into that. They wanted you to be a part of that. That's different than dressing up like it in Halloween and mocking it. You know what I mean? True.
0: Oh yeah, that's it. Because I'm I'm having issues with my Chinese New Year's outfit, but I'm celebrating with Chinese oh, people. Yeah, so well, let's
3: talk about your outfits. Okay, you can't be gangster <laughs> in a tracksuit with flip flops on. I don't give a damn where you're from.
0: <laughs> oh, did you see my? Oh, uh, yes, I did. Uh, you know those people hit me up and they're sending uh, tracksuits aplenty. Correct. Uh, extra large, please. Uh, I will have. Two I will X. have five different. You're not a two X. You need to try on my extra large to see if it fits you. Okay. And then I will you buy I will buy all matching tracksuits. for You can't us. do flip flops. That's next level. I can't help you, some, it.
3: you put some Air Force Ones on or a pair of Jays if you want to yeah. be gangster.
0: I think white. I think my all white uh, Air Force Ones would look nice yes. with that. Did you see what they did with my Air Force One? The Buck Air Force Ones I had. No, you didn't have the Buck ones, Tampa no. Bay Buccaneer ones I had. Oh, those no. are cool. Oh, here I'll show you a picture. Um, but no, I I I that tracksuit was is fucking comfortable <laughs> as shit. By the way, they're not cheap. Those are not cheap. Oh, it's called the man. Sewing Brothers. They're, at it it. Sure they're Stand. actually
2: pretty expensive.
0: Yeah, Tom hit me up. He goes, yo, man, I saw this online. It's pretty fucking sick. You want to get one? And I was like, you get one? He's like, I already ordered mine. I was like, fucking done. <laughs> we ordered matching ones, but I didn't wear it the day we were supposed to wear it. So I, I what, did, it, did you get
2: them for something specific? What were you going to do Just get them.
0: Yeah. Just to get them. Tracksuits are fucking awesome. Tracksuits are great, especially if you're getting on a plane. Dude, Like we're like when my, on my long flight coming up.
2: I can't I'm already planning out tracksuits. One thing tracksuits the pan- and then
0: tracksuit to take off in and tracksuit to yeah. land in.
2: <laughs> one, one thing the pandemic has done to me is I've never been a sweatpants or warm up suit guy what? ever. I've always been jeans Ron and I are big sweatpants, jeans right? and oh. cargo shorts kind of dude, right? And uh now, dude, I wear sweatpants every day. Ron, do you it. want anything to drink? Do you be good? No, I'm good. Okay. I'm
3: good. That yeah. S- Sweatsuits.
2: But- but Ron's made that point to us several times not that we believe him or going to fall for it but Ron's w- talking about the N word a lot saying like whether you you mean it with a hateful intent or mm-hmm. or not right using it versus
0: saying it yeah using it means that you're saying it to hurt somebody saying it is like you say it like yeah. I, i've definitely said it before i've said i've sang it i asked that jam- I, I was dropping off island of school the other day you want to hear a fucking horrible story <laughs> horrible story dropping
3: her off at school
0: yeah ron first he- day in la years ago
1: oh no years ago yeah.
0: nope nope the yesterday oh they, yesterday they, they went, went back, back to, to school, school? They, they had a socially distant freshman orientation so the girls could have some experience at the school. Okay. And so um first of all, my parenting skills, this I'm sure this will turn into a bit. So I don't want to spoil it. My parenting skills are fucking horrific, but horrifically great sometimes. <laughs> like she was melting down because she's nervous, she's scared. She's been in this school for you know fucking three months, four months. She had not know any of the kids. And today's her first day. And she's just like, fuck. Like fuck. What if you know, like I've been comfortable, now I'm uncomfortable. I tried to tell her. She's nervous that she's not gonna know anyone. I said, "Listen, it's never as bad as you think it's gonna be for you." I was like, and I said the other day, I woke up shitting on my career. Like, just woke up beating myself up about my career, just going like, "Man, I'm not doing shit. I'm not. I'm not working. I'm not creating, and I'm just beating myself up." And and I get a text from a guy. I won't say his name, but you I, you you know this guy, and I and he goes, "Hey, man, I'm I self produced my special." Um, I'm, I, w- I need help promoting it. I can't get on anyone's podcast. Would you mind put me on the podcast? And I go and I look at his text. and I was like, Well, I'll just I'll get back to him later today. And then I thought, Walk him out in another man's shoes. Here I am beating myself up, but I I I, well, I, you I have an opportunity to help when I when else I else have I them. have opportunities I like in this business. Mm-hmm. I, do, I do have opportunities. And then here he is, two kids, and he's trying to get shit done. And he's like, Hey, man! And then I'm I'm not even responding to him. And then I go, Fuck it. And I tell Isla, so I responded to him and he called me and he was like, Hey man, thank you. I'm having a hard time getting anyone to see this. And it means a lot that you would take just a second out of your day to just, and I go, Hey, we'll get it done. I text Andrew, let's get it done this week. And then, so I said to her, I said, as nervous as you are about not knowing anyone, realize there's someone who's got it worse, who doesn't know someone and has other shit going on. I said, when you get there, find that person. She goes, what? And I go, look for like, I meant to say I meant to, say, I don't know what I meant to say. In my me head brain, I had a lot of words that I know you're not allowed to say anymore, like to describe people that maybe, but all that came out of my mouth was amputee. I said, look for an amputee. And she went, an amputee? And I go, I'm just saying, like, and, and I go, Georgia made friends with a blind girl. She goes, "What?" I go. George just looked and got uncomfortable. And, this, and by the way, this is not how it went down. I go. She found a blind girl, made friends with a blind girl, and it was nice. And then she's friends, still friends. And she goes, "Dad, the girl has diabetes." I went, "What?" <laughs> she goes, "She has a service dog because she's diabetes." I'm blind. And I went, "I thought she was blind." And, but here's the cr- interesting part about my parenting: is she started laughing. Yeah. And then, she, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, she's not really upset anymore. And so it was like good parenting. Well, I don't know where this story was going.
2: Well, I, I think that everyone, you don't have to be Burt Kreischer with a million talking about uh, Instagram followers to have that impact on people's lives every day. And I feel strongly about that, man. It's so easy. We all want to watch things on TV where it's like very tangible and recognizable and how you can be a hero. And when they show the kid that comes out, the they let him score a touchdown because he's got a disability or whatever. But you can do something every day to make someone's day. Just be nice to the barista at Starbucks and like ask them like, hey, how, hey, hey, how are you doing today? Oh, great! Thanks for being nice, you know. Yeah. Or when someone fucks up, don't be a Karen. Just be understanding about oh, it. And or, be like, or,
0: or here, here's the other thing is that, or how about this? Understand that when someone's being a Karen, you also have that ability to be a Karen. Like I got, I got Tom and I were shooting something over here, and I pulled like a flipped a bitch, and this girl apparently this girl ran a red light. She thought I ran it, but yeah. she ran the red light. And then obviously, if you think you didn't run it. What my behavior through that, I flew through that red light and she must've been like, what the fuck? So she chased me, chased me oh. and caught up with me and was filming me. And, and I, I put my mask on cause I thought, I thought I knew her, she was coming to say something to me. She's filming me. And so I had my mask on thinking that, oh, she pulled up behind me. She's going to come. And then and my tits were loose. Like my meaning, you know, when rage hits you and your heart and you get, it's like losing it your stomach. Richard. My tits were loose. And I was like, well, I'm going to light this bitch up. Like you don't know what I do for a living, woman. I do this every fucking day. I have the most hateful, hurtful things I can say to you. And then I was like, and then I was like, stop. I was like, take a breath. I go, there, and my head by the way, this is from getting your ass kicked enough when you talk shit and you didn't see it coming. I go, there is a Persian dude walking up to the right of my car who's gonna knock me out. He's gonna pull me out the fucking window. I said, ma'am, I apologize. I go, and there's no way I'm gonna convince her that she ran the red light. Yeah. There's no way that she's gonna go, Oh wait, you're right, you're right. I'm out of control. Yeah. I'm out of control right now. But her camera's rolling first. So she gets to edit up yep. to the point where she decides mm-hmm. now it goes viral. Uh people do that with referees all the time. They
2: lose their fucking mind the second to
0: referees. If someone's phone's out, you've already lost. Yeah. If your phone's not out before their phone, you lost. That's the fucking joke. That's the your phone's, If your phone's not already out, you lost. You get man, she beat me. It's you know what it is? It's fucking gunslinging one oh one. It's the quick draw. Pew! It's <laughs> oh man, you already got me. You got me on the draw. Yep. Um, the, it, do you see the Asian chick and the and the white dude in in uh, in Russia? No, in in uh, <laughs> no no. Stop! It's not a movie. It's <laughs> not a movie. The guy got canceled yesterday. Uh, in in uh, Santa Monica,
3: you guys so, are on your phone so, entirely too much.
0: Uh, uh yeah, It's right. our business, Ron So this this white guy's drunk. He's with his pit bull or, or what? I don't say pit bull. He looks like he has a pit bull, right? A little me. bit yoked and he looked and like a guido he's drunk uh not a guido but like a gym guy okay. a little bit of a gym guy and he goes on what they claim is a racist i didn't see the whole thing but a racist i didn't obviously i didn't see the whole thing he just yeah he just was a fucking asshole but it goes viral right they're like cancel him fuck him hate crimes against asians are up and it's because of guys like this and then he didn't even know what happened to him and then he the first one he sees he replies back he's like Oh, she kicked my dog. And then everyone's like, "Wait, she kicked your dog?" And he's yeah. like, oh, "I'm just saying, like that's why I got upset. She kicked my dog. I didn't." And then and then you're like, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't have my camera out first. I should have." And then you're like, "But then that's where you fucked up because now you're a racist because you should have been you should have seen her coming and rearing back when she yeah. stepped back three steps and over to the left, you should have been like,
2: "Oh, here we
3: go." <laughs> that is oh, fucking man. ridiculous. I watched
2: uh, Anchorman with my kids last night. They're getting the age where I can watch really fun stuff with them now. Oh. And when Jack Black punts that dog <laughs> off the, oh my <laughs> gosh! And now this is what you get. Yeah, you know my kid. Uh, all he wanted for Christmas, my younger son, all he wanted for Christmas was a dummy. So because they make videos, uh, their best friend Elijah Al Jackson's kid. Yeah, they just make videos together. That's all they do. So the only thing my youngest son wanted was a dummy so they could, like, throw it off the roof and make it look like it was them falling when they make YouTube <laughs> videos and stuff. So it was hard, but we found him a, a dummy that we could <laughs> we could get for him. So when they saw that dog and it was obviously fake being punted off the thing, they were Ugh. like, oh, uh, we're shooting that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll shoot that
0: tomorrow. <laughs> oh, I got a fucking, I got it. this is off camera. I'm going to play it for you. Off camera. Off camera because I want to write a bit about it, but I don't want to, I don't want to. Spoil tea. it. I don't want to spoil it. That's right, the problem with podcasting. I'll my pants already. You mean off
2: camera?
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, this sun is blazing me. I don't need to wear red to Chinese New Year's. So I'm going to be fucking red. You want to switch seats? No, real. I don't want you to get sunburned. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's going to be the only reason why Whoa. it seems racist is
2: because your
0: face is lit up already. Yeah, I'm like, oh, the guy's blushing throughout the entire video. We're almost there. We're almost there. Um, Yeah, it's... uh. That's the you gotta you gotta be first one to pull out your camera.
2: Yeah. What were you gonna say off camera though?
0: Uh, I'll tell. You, I gotta show you the video. It's too. Oh, okay. it's, too <laughs> it's too funny. It's too funny. It's the whole premise is laughing at words you're not supposed to laugh at. And when you sometimes the funniest thing is a surprise. Like when you don't when you haven't heard a word. That's what I said with the the f word. You know the f word is not fucked, but the other one. It's, this is what fucking sucks about canceling a word. Is you can't even get you. know. Someone goes. Oh the, yes, I know. What you're talking someone about goes the R word, and you're like, "Wait, r- wait, re." You know, like, no, no, no. Yeah. The one that was the team in in okay, DC. The F word. No one <laughs> says it anymore, Ron.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's what you would call your friend if you're playing video games when you were 10 years old. Oh, yeah. And then he left so, early
0: so to problem. go home to do his homework. Yeah. Yeah. Homosexual,
1: but
2: the F word. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. It's, it's what you would call your friend if if Eminem uh, uses it a lot. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So do black people.
0: Yeah. Oh, you guys are uncancelable. You're not. You're not getting canceled for saying anything, Ron.
3: If I didn't get canceled for saying fuck Donald Trump.
0: <laughs> no one gets canceled. Oh well,
2: Kathy uh, Griffin got canceled. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kathy Griffin got fucking She tweeted uh she tweeted after the election. Am I on canceled now? <laughs> <laughs> on the um, Am plane? I out of probate? Yeah. She's got I wonder I wonder how her touring's doing. Well, not probably not well
0: right now. <laughs> no. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's still
3: people out touring.
0: <laughs> no, no, yeah, but I don't know. I'm, I'm ready to get back on the road. I'm not. Not, well, you got you got a while. I'm gonna yeah. be gone for fucking three months. So,
3: I'm enjoying this this time at home,
2: Jess. But, look, man, I to circle back for a second though, and having a positive impact on people, you know, Ron already said like what an impact you had on his life, and it wasn't because you were famous, Bert, or you like blew up his Instagram or anything. Like that. It's because you said, "Hey, man, want to go to lunch with us?" Whereas a lot of artists he works with probably pretend like they value him but then it's like you know all right man we'll see you later but you made it a point to be like hey let's wait 20 minutes to go to lunch because ron's wrapping some stuff up and then he can go with us you know just something simple like that man and then you've given him a uh, passion for his job again
0: right now it- trevor's going you guys went to lunch together <laughs> 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 that's not cool
1: <laughs> I-
3: trev it was a it was a totally different world before trevor's laughing
0: just so we know the whole tour is here except for jesus not the whole tour by the way doesn't shane kind of look like jason moma
2: (laughs) it's a funny bizarro world shane yes oh i love
3: those guys though it'd be funny Uh, to see jason momoa playing shane in a movie (laughs) oh that would be hilarious i mean do you you put you put a good team together I mean, and I think we talked about this on the first, burst, the first broadcast where we had everybody on the Zoom. You know, I I bonded with, with Dave, Jesus, and Andrew before I did with you. Yeah. You know, I I swear to God, you did. when I dropped you guys off in Phoenix and was headed to Chicago to pick you guys up that next weekend, I thought I was going back to Florence, Alabama. I just knew really? I was going to get a call.
2: Really? Yeah. To get fired?
3: Yep.
0: Oh, I was like, "Why? Yeah, why would yeah. we go there?" <laughs> well, you're gonna do a U-turn and just drive us there. Wake up, like
3: surprise, bitches, <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> yeah, but I, I got mean, a pink toe here. Let's do it. You put you put a great team together. I mean it. You you took a producer writer that had never been on the road before, turned him into a tour manager. He was good at his job.
1: Talking about Andrew. Uh, yeah, talking
3: about Andrew. Talking. Speaking of Andrew, that had never done the job before but was open to listen to what everyone had to say to help make his job easier. You took another young kid who had been a PA on set once again, had never toured before. Personal assistant too, I think, yeah. right? You, yeah. you know, and threw him in the same situation, and he has flourished. You know, we all make mistakes, bumps in the road. And, and I'm not even going to call what he what's happened with him, mistakes, just bumps in the road, Learn, the learning curve. And yeah. look what he's become. You know what I'm saying? There are a hundred artists out there, bro. Leanne's best
0: friend. That's what he's become. Been <laughs> together every fucking day now.
3: Well, you know, I, Ron, Ron? Yeah, dude. But I, he would he another artist would have fired him a long time ago, <laughs> be, because they don't I, have that. I, I like how, I like how. No, this, no, no. It, The it, same
2: analogy is there for Ron, and he's putting it on parfait. I love that. No, because I think that's. But I, to your point, you are absolutely right, Ron. Because. Even like, you know, you just brought it up the first week you had a rocky start, yes. right? If Bert had been the kind of person to be like, cancel him, yes. fire him, then yeah. who that's knows exactly where we'd be now. But since wrong Ron, but since Bert let you grow in that role and get to know us and yes. we got to know you and we realized like, oh man, he, the, the things that we thought were flaws were actually strengths right. and and this guy's willing to learn and grow and fit in and. And it's it's imagine I can't imagine you not being here right now, you know? Like yeah. I, can't I can't imagine, imagine myself not knowing you and and having you be a friend and It's funny too. You know what's funny about COVID? All of my best it's- friends, I probably hated the first time I met them. <laughs> wow. All of my best the people I've become the closest with are not guys I would have picked out to be like you're going to be one of my best friends. Like there's there's something about having um a, a little bit of adversity and overcoming it that makes you deeper friends.
0: We all have extra stuff lying around or hidden away in a closet that isn't being used anymore. A lot of it is probably in great condition, and someone else would get a ton of use out of it. Personally, I had my sisters clean not only my man cave, but my closet, and they found a ton of it. You know what they did with that stuff? They took it to Mercari. Mercari is the marketplace app that makes it easy to give my unused items a new life, When I get rid of them, it's a simple way to say goodbye by selling your stuff to someone who actually wants it. And when a buyer says, hello, you make money. Once you download the Macari app, you just have to take a few pictures, pictures of your stuff, add a description and it's listed when it's sold. Macari makes it easy by emailing you a shipping label so you can box up your items and send it to its new home. Shopping on Macari saves you money. You'll find practically new items for 70% off. With no need for a meetup in person, which no one wants to do these days. It's the safest way to buy and sell. Mercari is a simple way to make sure that the things you don't want, don't go unused by selling them instead of letting them just sit around your stuff. Might be exactly what someone else is looking for. Turn your goodbye into a hello on Mercari. Start buying and selling when you download today from the app store. Or at Macari.com, that's M-E-R-C-A-R-I, Macari, your marketplace. This podcast is brought to you by Noom. Noom is the only thing I use to lose weight, the only thing I use to lose weight. Listen, I am lost when it comes to eating. There are a lot of misconceptions, contradictory information out there, old-fashioned thinking like pyramids or breads, or or. it gets so fucking confusing. One day, the other day, I thought, maybe I'll just start eating with chopsticks. Chopsticks. It's not about what you just ate. It's about what you eat in general. Noom teaches you about eating, your cravings, how to build nude habit, so you can ditch your misconceptions, get smart about food, and the choices you make. It's super simple. It's an app. Oh, you can't probably see it because it's blighted out, that I use nonstop, and I'm telling you, it's like an education of eating. Eat better feel better, understand your cravings, know how to shop, know what food's bad, what food gives you energy, what food helps you with exercise. And I'm telling you, you will be start fitting into your clothes so much better. They're psychological examples. These, these goals, they help you set social examples, feel more confident. It is food 101. All it takes super simple. You eat something, you can bar scan, scan code it, or you can just add it in. It has a big list. that will add it in. And then I'm telling you, Noom is next level. If you want to lose weight, Noom is the only way to go about it. They've got a cognitive behavioral approach, which means you're not just losing weight. You're building habits to keep the weight off. And it's forgiving because we're human. So if you go off track, you're going to be back on track tomorrow. Everyone is busy. Noom doesn't demand that much of your time. Literally, it's less uh, less for me than 10 minutes a day. Try it out trust me, try it out. There's a science to getting healthier, healthier. And in my house, that science is called Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com N-O-O-M.com slash Burkast. Learn how to eat again with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com slash Burkast N-O-O-M dot slash Burkast. Ready to learn how to live healthier? All you got to do, sign up for Noom today N-O-O-M dot com slash birdcast. throughout COVID, there's like you learn kind of who who i, I don't know if it's because bubble esque or whatever but there are certain people that you just go i trust them and if and then if i get it from them i i, I that's on me you know like and then there's people you go I, I don't trust that guy i'm gonna stay my distance but it's funny as like we were saying like we should do andrew's like we should do an outdoor test podcast see if it works some, some make it comfortable and he was like you know what if i get Sebastian Maniscalco and I was like, no, I, I love Sebastian, but I don't know his bubble etiquette. I don't know how True. he is. Okay, and so I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, I don't want the first one to be with him because then I'm like, I'm, I, I, mean, the whole time I might be uncomfortable going, hey man, you're you keep moving towards me or something, <laughs> like I, and I don't know how he is. I know he's actually, I know in real life he's really safe, but, but I just don't know. And I was like, I just do like D- Dave and Ron. And it's like when we went over to your house, Warren's like, oh we're going over to Dave Williamson's house. I was like, how do you know Dave? He's like, he's from Miami. <laughs> he <doesn't. laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. And I go, and Tom's like, Dave's safe, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, trust me. Trust me. And it's funny that there are certain people, y- your nuclear family turns differently during this COVID and who you trust. And I know there's people listening to this that go, COVID's not real, bro. It's not real. It's just the flu. But for us, we're I'm out of shape. Yeah. I drink a lot.
3: Now, was what, what you say that. Do you want to know... The moment that I knew you trusted me when was totally,
0: that? when you licked my face,
3: <laughs> no, right when the you. outbreak I, when you, the outbreak came you didn't, out, you didn't have an option. When, when that we he just shared grabbed corn, Ron. You.
0: When we shared a corn on the cob, <laughs> nope, was that one, nope. you let me let me guess, let me guess. Okay. <laughs> You'll never is dance. it when you pulled your gun on me? Is that when? <laughs> hey, you were you were
3: flashing fucking tasers. <laughs> I was corn just defending to my defense. Wait, wait, on. I was Where just defending myself. Com, yeah, yeah, hold right? on one
0: second. let Let's let's okay, answer your question and then let's definitely talk about Ron and I sharing corn on the cob <laughs> in a pandemic.
3: <laughs> the moment when you told when you called me and said, "Hey Ron, we got a week off in between San Francisco and Reno." And my parents said they'll only come to California if you go get them. I said then. I said, okay, I've got his complete trust yeah. for, for him to put his mom and dad's life in my hands—not just you know yours, but your mom and dad—to go get them and bring them to California. Oh,
0: I was—I never—I don't. I'm not saying this to say it. I'm just being real. There was only one person I said they, I could trust them with, and, and we had talked about renting a bus in Tampa at the time. And, and they, like, Leo had been like, you know, we can just get a, a smaller bus or a car, get him out here. I was like, no, I'd rather, I know Ron. Like, I know mm-hmm. Ron, and I know Ron will be safe, and I know that Ron doesn't take uh, frivolous chances. Like, he, he's he's, I know Ron. And I also know Ron during that time of year, the weather was turning. Mm-hmm. I go, he's really
2: very cautious about where he drives. Ron's not going to make a decision worried about, like, losing money or losing his job based on safety. If it's not safe, he's gonna say it's not safe.
3: I'm gonna tell you, my dad called me cause I called and told my dad, hey, you know, I gotta go. I, I run everything by him, let him know what I'm doing, where I'm going, when I leave town, when I'm getting back. And my dad and I, we talked about it. We hung up the phone, he called me back. He was like, are you sure this is okay, son? I'm like, yeah. I said, I got enough time. I'm not gonna push myself, you know? And I, you know, my guy asked me, he asked me to go get his mom and dad to bring them back to him. And yeah, that so that at that moment, right there, Burr, through everything that we had been through, yeah, I knew. I said, okay, I've got, I, I, he trusts he me with more than just his life.
2: Well, I trust you with my life. My life's more important than my parents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if I die, I don't even see them again. Mine was when you got in the shower with me and you went butt to butt instead of facing me. That's when I knew I could trust you. See, Dave, put that in my Me Too trial. <laughs> They need to have trials for these Me Too
0: things. Not Me Too, Nestle. Can- they should do cancel trials. Cancel trials. That's a good TV show. Cancel trials, and then when you get canceled, okay, here's my pitch. Then when you get canceled, a jury of canceled peers, right? Like uh, get to judge you. Get to go. Get to find your penance. <laughs> and the, and you go. They go. Uh, you have been canceled for cultural appropriation. We would like to get that model that uh, didn't know what. Yeah. Yeah. A politician
2: was, that dressed up in blackface for halloween yeah,
0: justin Trudeau or whatever <laughs> and then and then we were like "Oh, you guys sit out here and then they come out and they have to wear what they got canceled in so he, justin Trudeau's in blackface <laughs> and then and then they go we have made mistakes them. but we've turned our ways around <laughs> the only way for you to get uncanceled is to go dress in blackface and walk through compton four blocks He's like, I'll do it. I want my career back. And he's like, All right, Michael Richards. And then <laughs> Michael, Richard. <laughs> Michael Richards. Michael Richards. We need you to do just clean stand up on the corner of Crenshaw and Martin Luther. What's another? What are, I'm just guessing. Crenshaw Slauson. Crenshaw and Slauson. Right and he's in like, front of the clean material. Time. And he's like, Nothing. Uh, just, just good old. T- we need you to. We need you yeah, to. I think it. every
2: network would pick that up.
0: No. What if they said? What if they said? What if they said? Here's the deal. We're going to cut off your pinky toe. you can't get canceled. <laughs> you can't, you can say the most reckless shit. By the you way, you gotta, can say the most reckless shit now if you want. You like gotta, you can, and you just got to stand by it. You just got to be like, and you'd be like, listen, it's funny. Like you, that's all that's, I mean, I mean, I've said some pretty horrific stuff on stage throughout my entire career. And then, but it's in a weird way. It's like, it's almost like, it's almost like uh like big wave surfing. If you're fucking terrified, you're not going to do well. But if you go, I'm uh, just going to get caught in the, in well, the but it's what.
2: But it's what Ron said. It it depends on the intent of what you're saying. So if you're saying it, like Michael Richards, when he went on that rant in he, the last Factory, was, is, he I, was I, angry. I would argue, and I think Dave Chappelle is the one that first said this, so I'm
0: not I'm not trying to steal his words. You can see as a second, for a second, he was trying to, like, go edgy and turn them. You can see for a second he was trying to go, like, this is so edgy it'll fucking get him to laugh well, and then he, it didn't and he fucking went heels he
2: in, was heels he deep. was he was inexperienced as a stand-up and got overwhelmed by the moment and made a bad decision to lead into what he thought was edgy and might get him uh favor and it was not especially in the bubble of the 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 videotape videotape makes a big difference If someone just told the story you'd be like I'm sure it wasn't as bad, but when you see the video, are like, oh yeah, that sounds terrible. So, it's like know. fucking, it's
0: like fucking Ray, <laughs> Ray Rice. Rice, yeah, dude, Ray Rice. I mean, all of us. All but see, of us that heard was that taken.
3: You don't see the whole context of that. I think you saw all of it. I think No, you, saw you all didn't of see. It. You didn't see her in the beginning hitting him.
0: No, I saw that. I definitely saw that. Oh, okay. I definitely saw that. So, so you, so I saw his punch. His punch, and,
3: dude. But that punch, it, it he could have done. Ten times worse. No, I think he didn't hold back. <laughs> yeah, I think
2: he did. I mean, For real? Yeah, did. I think he did. Yeah, but that doesn't make it any better, right? But uh, what I'm saying is, isn't <laughs> Dave is going to church tomorrow. He's like, yeah, <laughs> well done. I mean, but he, he punched a chick, man. I mean, he didn't go do any more because she was already on the ground. Dude, speaking
0: dude. of punching chicks, it's terrible. Snooky got the hard. I've brought. The, I bring this up anytime. The chicks so, from so, Jersey Shore. So yeah. I think. I think if we're talking about my cancel show. Snooky should be the first person to come out. Snooky, Snooky should be the first coming. <laughs> Snooky, it's two O's. Snooky is how you said. Snooky, okay, Snooky. Snooky should be What's the first stupid. person that comes out. If you ever get like Ray Rice, get Ray Rice, Ray like is like, I got. I think I still got. The, is he still playing football? No, no, he he never played another. Never so that's a big difference.
2: Game. And he was. He was like 30 years old, but you see Kareem Hunt got cut from the Chiefs for uh, domestic abuse, and, got and then he got picked up by, by the Cleveland Browns, Browns immediately, and he just won a, a, see, he had a great season. This is know? why redemption's sure. important, right? But but if so, Ray Rice was 24 years old and had all that promise, he might have gotten redemption.
3: But, I know? mean, he was in the prime of his career with the Baltimore Ravens. He was like 30. He, he, he might have had two still, more good seasons. He was still in the prime of his career. Here's I mean,
0: why redemption's necessary. Can I tell you who get really fucked in that whole scenario? Ray Rice's wife, yeah, she got punched,
2: and he lost his job. Yeah, and yeah. she stayed with him, and she came out and said, "No." It well, was they a got married she afterwards, yeah. weren't they?
3: They were boyfriend girlfriend when that. She happened, tried to take the, they?
2: But that's a much bigger conversation because then you get into the psychology of somebody who's in an abusive oh, relationship. Oh, that's a good and, call, Dave. You know,
0: good call, that's, Dave. That's, yeah, that's, I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm not good with that.
2: And I mean, by the you
0: know, way, I've been in I've been in unhealthy relationships, like just bad ones, where I'm like, I was I'm certain. If you put it under the microscope of what today's things are, mm-hmm. I was abused and I did it right back. Like meaning not physically, but like mental, emotional, young kid, young kid uh, relationships where you say hurtful shit and you. And s- it, try does, to, it
3: doesn't help that you are very witty and quick with comebacks.
0: I've said some really I've said some slappable things. I've been slapped.
3: So let me ask you this. Since we, we got on the Ray Rice thing, l- look at. I, I take the Ray Rice incident where he was, what he did was was horrific. Yeah. I, I won't, you know, it, it was.
2: Ray would say that.
3: True. And he has come out and yeah. said it.
2: Just like Robert Orry would say that he's not as important to his basketball uh, Let's not get on that because we don't want to get on that.
3: We don't <laughs> want to get on that. We don't want to get on that because Tom Brady is not one of my favorite people. All
2: right. All right, all right. Sorry, sorry to interrupt your deep point. Sorry. Go ahead. So
3: I just don't like Tom Brady. I'm happy See, to there's temper- the truth. I, there's, always, happy, there's always there's always an I'm underlying happy the bias Tampa Bay in every won the Super opinion. Bowl, but I just don't like Tom Brady. Okay. I, Tom, if you listen to the podcast, it's nothing against he you. Bro, so fan. what?
2: So what would Ray say?
3: No, what I was, uh, uh, you talking about redemption? Look at look at what was be, because one guy to t- decided to take a stand against the NFL and or just injustice in this in this world, his whole career was thrown away Who? behind it. Who? Uh Colin Kaepernick. Where's Colin the redemption? Is
0: interesting, dude. Yeah, where is you know we,
3: we're speaking right. on redemption? Where is where is his redemption? He he committed, you know, n- did nothing wrong. Can I,
0: I can I tell you? I think that Colin Kaepernick is a very interesting self-examination on on, and I'm saying this to people listening. Is a very interesting self-examination on on perspective. And like, and like how history does change. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was talking to Daniel Bellelli about uh, tearing down of monuments. And he was like, oh, that's just what, and he's a historian. And he was like, that's just what happens. Uh, by the way, no one's, this isn't crazy that they want to tear down Confederate uh, This isn't what he said. This is a microcosm of what he said. And if Purpose. I fuck it up, please yeah. fix me, Halston. But he said, this isn't new to history whenever history changes and and they tear down the old ones they're like "Fuck that guy we're different so this isn't brand new so there is always going to be a shift and then once they tear them down one then one day you're like yeah why would we have Stalin up like that guy was a cunt and so and i feel comfortable saying that and and but but (laughs) but uh but colin kaepernick's an interesting study because when when he first started kneeling even even i was like dude we're in the middle of a war or something, right? Were you in the middle of a war or something?
2: Yes, the Spanish American War. We were right in the middle. But
0: I was like, even I was like, I was like, I was like, taking a knee in the national anthem, you can't do that. Like, you can't do that. And then the first person I talked to about it was Burr. And Burr said to me, Hey, man, if a multimillionaire is willing to risk his career based on what he feels is right and wrong, maybe you don't have to agree with him. You should listen. Mm-hmm. And I went, okay. And and then, and then I'm always, my, you, as you guys know, my political opinions and always, I'll shift and I'll listen and I'll, I'm never like True. dialed in and cement. And so I went, yeah. And now you look at it and I heard Dave Chappelle say it. He said, uh, the same people, I said this to Leanne today at lunch, she got emotional. The same people who the exact, not all of them, but a microcosm of those people that booed Colin Kaepernick Storm the Capitol and wipe. This is what Chappelle yep. said: wipe shit on the walls. Yep. So where where is their loyalty? Yep. Like where is their loyalty? Exactly. And then you start going, Jesus man, that is like, like, and then you start going, all right. So I don't need to put all my political views online. I'm allowed to sit, process them, and then write a joke about them. True. I'm not. I don't need to throw out all my political opinions. And maybe everyone shouldn't say everything they say. It's a very like the big thing in Hollywood. It's very comfortable for them. For like actors and, and and sometimes writers and producers to like tell their political views, but it's not really their political views. It's just they they go, this is pretty safe. I think this mm-hmm. is safe territory. I'm gonna jump in there. Colin Kaepernick
3: went all in. Went.
0: That's and by the way, <laughs> in when history comes out, and I know there are people listening that won't agree with this. This is how I feel right now, today. I believe that when history comes out, people are gonna remember him probably more than they do. Kevin Couch. Well, not Kevin Couch. He's a fucking DJ, I know. Um, Tim Couch. But I'm a fucking quarterback, a quarterback. Tim you know, Couch was a quarterback. Yeah. But like they're the gonna go, they're gonna the go Brown played one, a, but yes.
3: Played played at Universal Kentucky. But yes, never exactly. took a knee,
0: 100 percent Yeah. It's kind of crazy. And then you start going like, and when you talk about change, you go,
3: Do we do we need the national anthem at the beginning of the game? Mark Cuban's not playing him before Mavericks games now. Well, he's being forced to now. Really? Only because that they're allowing fans back in and you know in certain states and um, that goes to say <clears throat> look uh, at by these. the way
0: big fan of the national anthem for a game okay but big cried but, watching Whitney Houston on the treadmill sing the national anthem Yeah, cried cried
3: but big business now the NBA didn't have a problem with Mark Cuban not playing it as long as there weren't fans in the arenas but the minute They start letting fans back in. Now they've come out and said that it has to be played.
0: I'm cool with it being played. I'm cool with it being played. I I also don't go to
2: enough games, and I'm also buying beer at that time, so I'm not going to it. And that's that's the the perfect point is that people make it seem like all of a sudden because it became a topic that it's this. Thing that we've all treated as a holy moment, and we all have we all have moments to remember watching Whitney Houston, oh, or during wartime. The vast or majority whatever.
0: of national anthems was this. But asshole, but, my dad, asshole, take your fucking hat off. Yeah, and I'm like, huh? He's like, put your hand on your fucking heart. They're singing the national anthem. I'm like, oh, sorry. But those, I'm watching Leroy Solomon sa- yeah. warm up.
2: Those <laughs> same guys who are all of a sudden pretending like it's so important to them probably seventy five percent of the games they went to, they were taking a leak, buying beers, uh doing other things it during comes the back national to beat. anthem.
0: Don't ever forget you can be a Karen. Like that that same thing about you show outrage. How dare Colin Kaepernick. And then the second you get in the rotunda, you're taking your hand, wiping shit on the walls, and then Mm -hmm. taking a picture of Nancy Pelosi's seat. And you know what? There's another thing I should correct myself on. I don't know where I said this. I might have been with Burr, I think. But I talked about, I I talked about, I'm just being candid. And look, I know this is a, a, my podcast. I'm not going to edit it. I want, I want to be honest always. I complained about some representative that I'd never heard of uh, talking about the the storming the Capitol and how scary it was and 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 I I at the time was reading I'm reading a lot of books on World War II right now I'm reading a lot of books about uh, the um, revolutions in South America but at the time I was all over World War II and I was like man George W Bush fucking got shot almost shot gosh i think got shot down just outside japan in the sea of china and you never heard a word from that fucking guy and then here you got this woman who is from the capital she was actually totally safe we never heard of her and she's crying and bill and i'm not gonna say what bill said or whatever you can find it but it was like the conversation was a lot of it's about she also has to get reelected. you know if you don't get that's the way the world works a little bit and I was like, yeah, my, my you grandfather. Gotta play ball to yeah, degree. you got to play ball to agree. If you get an opportunity, get on CNN. You should take it. Tell your story. Live your truth, whatever. And then, and I was like, my grandfather went to, uh, speaking of Bill Burr, there he goes, right? That's yeah, yeah. Look my it. grandfather stormed <laughs> the beaches of Normandy. And my dad said he never spoke about it once. And so, and then, and then, you now we're talking about shift of perspective and allowing that. I don't know, who, I don't really know who AOC is. I, I mean, I don't know who, uh, any of her politics. All I know that, people don't like her like that she's not well liked Mm -hmm. and I went and I and she was talking about how afraid she was when they stormed the Capitol and immediately I went oh yeah Yeah. they would have ripped her limb from limb yeah like they would not
2: that woman would not be alive and the people who would rip her limb to limb aren't people who Otherwise, before four years ago, given two shits about politics or known who she was. But because of the way the world has evolved in the past five years or so, and because of the way we consume social media and our opinions are um, stoked, and uh, depending on what news network they watch, all of a sudden they're very angry. Very angry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you can
0: find your anger. I f- fucking, your phone does it for
2: you. Mm-hmm. Your phone, my phone,
0: I wake up. And my phone, and I, that's why I stopped looking at Twitter. Like, looking at the news. I used to read Twitter news. It just goes like I, this shit. Uh, yeah. uh, how dare Jamie Jamie Foxx protect Robert Downey Jr.? And then I'm like, fuck you. I like Jamie Foxx. And now I'm sweeping through going, oh, my phone knows that I like Jamie Foxx. And it's going like this will get him on his phone. <laughs> yeah,
2: It's crazy, man. It sucks dick. But you know what? Like, even watching um, The Crown. And you see how Don't get me started on the crown, yeah, but you see how like the the headline of the newspaper, it's, it's not a new thing. It's just it's just more widespread now. But the the newspaper headline it affects their lives daily. You know, Winston Churchill will wake up and be like, all right, what's in the fucking uh, headlines today? And that affects the popular opinion. And now that's going to be the, you know, how how their mindset is affected. You know, it's mm-hmm. not a new thing. It's just the, the the vehicle that delivers that information to people have changed. And become more prolific. Go ahead. Go
0: ahead. No, you say. It, you say How did the three no, of us no, turn no. into such a deep podcast? <laughs> I know. I thought we were going to tell a couple yeah. of stories about getting wasted. No, I think you know. I, I think this is what a lot of times when we're on the road, this is where our conversations ended. Yes. Is with and then and then they'd end, yeah. with not one. so beautifully. <laughs> being me going you wouldn't fuck melania trump you're telling me you wouldn't fuck (laughs) melania (laughs) trump you're telling me you'd pick
3: (laughs) and i'll say her name michelle obama (laughs) and and if uh former president barack obama if you do listen to the podcast (laughs) yes i think your wife is one of the hottest women in the world and if i had a chance at her you better look out, buddy. Obama, okay, if you're okay, watching no, this, please follow me at, at Dave That'd be really right.
2: cool.
0: Barack Obama, if you listen, I'm, I know you listen to the podcast. Yeah, yeah, big fan. Big fan. Shout out, big fan of yours, too. Let me tell you this I'm being real right now. If I get a chance to hook up with your wife, I want some of whatever that magic fairy dust that she can sprinkle on men <laughs> is. Cause I think you were probably like a fucking six on the man scale and that woman turns you into a 12 <laughs> sometimes it's the woman you're with that turns you into the man you are and let's be it's real barry barry wasn't going to be president i guarantee you first date she's like ah, barry's a pussy ass name he's like what she's like i barack. talk real. i talk real motherfucker It is barack let's really ch- let's 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 turn this into a franchise you're right now your yeah. Pizza Hut in Kansas City. <laughs> We're going to turn you into Pizza Hut franchise. Man. But I think. I'd be i guarantee you. that's a I guarantee different man without my you, wife. I guarantee you. That woman. Knows how to wake a man up. No, I'm not talking like blowjob shit. I'm talking about like wake a man up and get him. Like there, it's about a Motivation. team. It's a team. Mm. Like I, I'll say this very candidly. Everyone knows this. I'm not shit without Leanne. And so yeah. the reason I don't cheat on her. Not because I give a fuck about her feelings. It's because I need her. I need her. I don't want to lose her. Like, I don't, f- oh, she's going to cry. Okay, oh, I've been with young pussy. I'm good. I'm good. I'm in fucking Serbia getting head from a fucking model, right? But So why but, don't you cheat, Dave? Um, <laughs> What if he was like, I do? You know, that's it. I'd get up thing. and walk Ron, away.
3: Ron, I
0: I Ron, it's an interesting thing. How, how funny is it when you have a conversation with someone and they go, actually, me and my wife have rose your open relationship? You're always like, <laughs> everyone's always like ah, cool." Yeah. we've been swinging with the neighbors they're in our pod it was like what was that guy from what was that guy from like silicon valley he's like he's just doing like good morning america and they're like so what's the secret to your marriage and he's like oh we fuck other people and everyone's like what and everyone's like and start your watch that marriage is ending in three two and then she comes out she goes i was manipulated i was manipulated by a celebrity
2: i've seen uh comics uh talk about how they have open relationships on stage and stuff and i'm like well, that's not gonna last and then it doesn't you know it's i don't know that's that's a huge conversation yes <laughs> really huge we met those people in uh florida one time who run a whole like swingers network and stuff
3: that's
1: crazy.
2: it's like a lifestyle
0: oh i just heard about this place i won't say the name i'll tell you guys privately but when we go to london to do shows and we will be bringing a bus with us, Ron. And you won't be driving it. You'll just be partying with us. Double-decker
2: bus, like the ones they have in yeah, London. we'll do a double-decker
0: it. bus, yeah. And Mans will live on the top ones that will only be like four feet tall.
2: <laughs> man's-y, man's-y, Mans would man. like that. We have that rental house. What, you, can, he didn't want to share a room cars. with anybody.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring your RC cars. By the way, once again, a road story. We pull up to one of the most exclusive golf courses in the entire country. <laughs> one I can't even tell you the name of. And the can first I? person that Ron... First person they meet is Ron, who comes out with his RC car and he goes, You got good places to race these out here? <laughs> Which
2: soundtrack can I run these cars around? I bet
0: I get good air. And you they just melted down like, get these guys out of here in 12 hours. And actually, that's not true because they said that me and you were the only ones What's that were allowed to stay.
3: Say. So at least we know that they they're not, they weren't exclusive. But hey, we were there the same time Will Smith was. Will was there with us that day. And Will, if you listen to the podcast, definitely does. They kicked us the fuck out and that's not right man well, will's shooting. not
0: gonna will's not i don't think this is when will black lives matters it. he's like ron it's a good fucking it's a good track like, i love you and all but i got i'm doing the best i can for myself hey pass me that lighter they
3: kicked us out will we were we were we were, we were heartbroken about that
0: i would love to, I'm a i would buzzed. love hey can we get will smith on the podcast
2: where's andrew I would love to have Will on the
3: podcast. You, just take a swing.
2: I bet he would do it. It would be, I would love to hear you tap his number after hearing da, da, your da, stories da... from swing. back in the day and stuff like that. You know, I would he, love to see you guys to
0: to, Here's the problem is that all the, the part of me that's good on a podcast would never, I don't think it would be there with him. Why? Because he's such a like mentor to, not mentor, but like is the wrong word, but like he means so much to me and he's not that much older than me. He's like a year older than me.
2: I, mean, I think he guy. would appreciate hearing uh what an impact he made on your career early on. Uh, I don't know if he probably remembers True. or realizes. And I also think he's at a stage in his life right now where he's probably would appreciate the introspection. Uh the the reunion they did with um Fresh Prince and he talked to the original Aunt Viv. I was, like that. I thought it was really interesting. They I had, did, they, had they had they had Problems, didn't Big they? time. It was the first time they talked since then.
0: Well, it's, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't watch it enough well, to you make you thought it was to too comment. staged or something? No, or? no, no, no. I just, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't
2: like, I don't,
0: I don't like, I, I'll tell you what I don't like.
2: Is this going to hurt your chance of getting Will in the podcast? I think so. Okay. Don't
0: say it then. No, I'm going to say it. I don't say it because I think it's positive against positive towards Will. I don't like them blaming him for that. What's it? I, no, yeah, like, yeah, I don't, like, there's so much that goes into something in, in Hollywood about whether you get someone fired from a show or or whether people, well, your energies don't work and when you got a hit, how fucking bizarre those are to have and and and, and how many people, like, kind of jump in and around to try to make sure that nothing fucks it up. And the one thing that could fuck it up is Will Smith being unhappy, and he's young, he's rich, He's just finding out Hollywood. He's starting to get ex- opportunities. This is a. This and, is a. And he
2: doesn't want something fucking up his shot.
0: Yeah, and 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 I w- I would just say she felt I don't know I don't once again I don't know enough about it. Meaning I only watched it that day. I don't know all the info, but from what I understand, she felt the show should be more about her. I don't know that's what, what I, world what she lives heard, in.
3: That's what I had heard as well. I don't know they what. Were, yeah, and the, the show was geared towards Will Smith. He was. You know the name of the show. I can't imagine. By the way, Prince of
0: we did it. We we did a little oversell, but me and you were talking about doing a project. and We weren't in love with the title, and, uh, and they were like, "Don't worry, it's just a working title." And then we were like, and "We were like, well, yeah, I think it's I think the title, title, I think the title kind of tells us what the show is." <laughs> so I think she should have been like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, and where's Aunt Viv in this? Yes. title? Yeah. and then she, I don't know, but look, I I didn't. I liked, I liked his, uh, I, I liked his, I'll, I'll tell you what I, I can, bat massively respect his, um, saying I've, I fucked up. Mm-hmm. I didn't have my camera out first. I should have my camera out first and then I wouldn't be in this situation.
3: Now, hold up before you say, say something, yeah. you talk about people you should have on a podcast. Go One ahead. person you should have on a podcast before you take it back inside out like this that you would enjoy?
0: Uh, you don't... Know, just, just sing one of his lyrics for me.
3: <laughs> Sipping on gin and juice. Lay laid back. With my mind on my money and my Dude, money and my money. Slim with be,
0: the tilt to brim. What's my this motherfucking would be the name? the
3: perfect atmosphere for you and Snoop.
0: It needs to start... I've I, you know. Can I tell you I already thought of that? It needs to start at like 345. Because this... Lighting is perfect, in my opinion. Okay. I like, well, I'm not getting sunburned. <laughs> yeah, everyone <It> was <laughs> pretty cool aggressive up until this.
2: But Smoke I,
3: would a love few to have Snoop. I
2: would love to have Snoop on the podcast.
3: Smoke a few blunts. He blots, have some makes drinks. that
2: show, bro. You're great on the show. Holy shit. But he is, he, I like, I laugh out loud at some of the stuff he says.
0: Him and Cody Rhodes. I know, by the way, I'm, I'm, I'm not shitting on me, Rosario, and Jennifer, but like, Cody's really good at his job. And let's be very real, Cody runs AEW. AEW is they. I think the biggest thing going on on TBS right now, it's like the biggest thing. Impractical Jokers, AEW, TNT, same, same. Yeah. It's all one family. But Cody's impact on that show is you can't ignore it because he really is.
3: He just brought steam back.
0: Dude, Cody is a one of my, maybe I'll get Cody and Snoop on the podcast. That that'd would be, be cool. Be and
3: that then, would but, be
0: cool. But um, I got to get that happen.
3: Do that and, and, and uh, see if Rosario will come do the podcast. Uh, Rosario
0: Leanne. is too smart for me.
3: No, I said come and do it with Leanne. I it think will, she's oh, too great.
0: smart for both of us.
3: Wow. Rosario
0: is like, uh, she's not like, she's someone who's like very like initiative forward, meaning like she's on top of shit. Like, I'm not on top of shit, so what Rosario would want... I'd love to have Rosario on the podcast, but I know for a fact how we hung out, and how I hung out with Rosario was always like, hey, whatever happened to that guy from Kids? Remember the one that gave you AIDS? <laughs> like, whatever happened to that one? She was on Kids? I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah, it's it's a very provocative movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, I thought you were thinking of Kids Incorporated. No, with, no, no. Uh, no, yeah, she was on Kids. <laughs> she was in in Kids. Oh, okay. She, was, uh, she got AIDS, right? No, 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 that's... Her no. character did. No... Hey, did Rosario have AIDS on um, in kids? By the way, just the callousness of how I'm talking about this, <sighs> Rosario would be like, it's HIV, first of all. <laughs> and she just correct me. Because, just because that's how you're supposed to talk about things. And I'm, but I would love to have People Rosario. We're asking
2: our producers to check it, and none of them are here. <laughs> it's just Halston. Oh, so
3: I'd love to like... have
0: Rosario. I met Rosario's husband or boyfriend. Uh,
3: before you guys left, Cory Corey Booker,
0: Cory Booker, Cory Booker, Cory Booker. Booker, and I did not know anything about him, and and someone was like, "Ozario's oh, boyfriend's here." Cory like, Booker. Yeah, thank you, Ron. Yep. You know who he is? See, this is why we are friends, Ron. Okay. Okay, so I'm standing next to him. We're doing a photo shoot, and I go, uh, "I go, who are you thinking of?" No. The guy from Living Color.
3: No, I was just about to say. So you basically, he was. You were doing to him the same thing you did to uh, who's the owner of the New York Knicks,
2: oh, James
0: Dolan. James
3: Dolan. <laughs> we were so in the- I did.
0: I did worse <laughs> to James Dolan, in my opinion, than I did to. I might have done worse <laughs> to Cory Booker because he goes. He said to me, he goes. He goes. How you doing? I said good. <laughs> all I know is. All I know is Rosario's boyfriend's here. He's a vegan. That's all I know. So I go, we're doing a photo shoot, and we're kind of like waiting in line. We're all tested. He's got a mask on standing next to him. I said, uh, you're Rosario's boyfriend? He goes, I am. I said, cool. I said, what do you do? He goes, I'm a politician. I was like, for a living? He goes, oh, I was joking a little bit. But he goes, yeah, I, yeah, I, I make a living. I go, nice. I go, what, what do you do in politics? He goes, I'm a senator or something. And I go, is that the one with two, or the one where they're like anyone can get that job? And he goes, <laughs> "You're thinking a House of Representatives." Yeah. And I went, "Okay, cool." I go, "So you're like legit." He goes, "Oh, um, yeah, I'm, oh, yeah. I mean, you can say that." I go, "You want to be president one day?" And he goes, "I I ran for president."
2: Yeah, I was a. I said when nominee.
0: I said when, yeah. and he goes, "I just ran for president." <laughs> I said, "Did you want to do it?" And he goes, "I wouldn't have done it if I didn't run yeah. for it." Did you, Did you feel about I, that big? No, I'm. I don't know who the guy is. I was like, "Cool." I said, "Well, you got my vote." And he Someone goes, "I, I don't know if I want days. it."
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, all right." And then, and then I go to this noob. I go, you, "I go, you know, Rosario's husband like wanted to be president." And he goes, "He ran for president." <laughs> I go, "No, but he also wanted to be president." <laughs> I, but I just I don't follow politics enough to know who he is. I wouldn't. I, okay. If you told me like all the people that ran for president, I know is all I remember are the ones that stick out to me. Ross Perot. Is Budicech. <laughs> I like Budicech. Pete. Pete Budic and Andrew Yang are the only ones I really remember off that list. Oh
3: my god. Thank you, sir.
2: He just watched the entire movie.
3: <laughs> Fast forward.
0: Casper. Casper's the one I was asking her about. So all I ever talked to Ros- Rosario about is Casper the Friendly Ghost casper in that movie was uh that'd was, be funny if you had her on the podcast and you just talked about casper for two hours which was awesome jennifer's awesome i remember i went up to jennifer and i was like uh, i'm by the way i'm sure these are stories i all told in press for these but i said uh you know i got a pretty good singer she was like oh yeah i was like yeah you know i can really belt it out nice and, in college. i actually am a really great singer i actually am a really great singer and uh now all the hosts are around so we'd all get mic'd around the same place And I started singing hallelujah. Have you ever heard Jennifer Nettles sing hallelujah? No.
2: But it's awesome. She's got
0: a, she's got pipes. She has. She's got pipes. Yeah. Dude, she can. I will tell you something about Jennifer that is like super close to Leanne. Like, cause they're both very real, regular, like. Southern girls. Yes. Southern girls who just Mm -hmm. don't, they're not really impressed by a lot of shit. (sighs) I am sure it comes from Jennifer. She's very worldly also, but like just it takes a lot to impress them and it takes a lot to make them laugh and then once you make them laugh you're like okay i got them i remember i went into jennifer's trailer one afternoon because i I would run and play basketball right by where her trailer was and she had a bed in her trailer i go how'd you get a bed in your trailer she's like dummy we all have beds in our trailers (laughs) i said what she goes it's a murphy bed and i go the fuck's a murphy bed it's in the wall yeah she goes it's in the wall and i went so i go into my room i'm like looking for the fucking bed going where the fuck's the murphy and i'm looking for buttons and then I was like, I went out and I go, hey, do I have the same trailer as Jennifer? And they go, you do. I said, do I have a bed in my trailer? And they're like, yeah. I go, cool. So I go back in. I can't <laughs> find the fucking bed to save my life. I swear to God, it's like flush with the fucking wall. And then I go into Snoop's room. He's got a fucking bed in his. And I'm like, I go, someone's got to get my bed down. And then I put the bed down in my bed. I just, it's too late.
3: Now, what was funny is you trying to jump over, jump up on that stage.
2: Oh, that's when I thought of with the day we did the CrossFit yes. stuff because we made a big deal out of jumping. There was a, a a bar you had to jump over, and we had a competition over and over we'll again. you Say
3: that but I jumped the highest.
2: Let me tell you what ha- I'm gonna I'm going knowing Bert, I'm gonna tell you what happened to Bert that day. <laughs> Bert looks at the stage and goes, "I could clear that. I have cleared that before." Because Bert's <laughs> sneaky athletic, right? And I, and, Mickey Mantle yeah. Jean, bitch. Bert, Bert's looking at that, but then when he got about halfway up, he remembered. Oh shit! I'm wearing jeans,
3: and I've wow, been
2: standing dang. for like Boy, two you hours. Know you know so me. I didn't get ready. So it and just, Air Force Ones. yeah.
0: So that you got the extra lift on the shoes. So he got, got about
2: halfway up there. What? This is not going to happen? And he? <laughs> I'm not going to
0: rip my shins open. You
2: hit hard, dude. dude it looked like you I hit that stage hard. Fail the fuck out my kids were dying my really? kids were like but the, I immediately thought about the cross he was gonna feet? make it up there I go no brick can make it up there if he's in yeah, athletic shorts like, oh, and he warmed up and he was wearing the right form. sneakers not in landing jeans on and your-
0: a fucking country western shirt
2: <laughs> oh man that I, shit well, I have a question funny. for you
1: and this has been bothering
2: shit. my family and I a lot what's that why don't you guys do wardrobe changes for why did you guys do all of the episodes in one day so yeah no we didn't we shot
0: all of the first round in the same wardrobe because we didn't know how many episodes we, didn't know, we cut up and we two? didn't know how many we didn't know if like you needed to edit someone out or switch around the co- I don't think you ever switched around the competition but you didn't know if like what three ones would go in what show together you knew who would go who would two win. rounds
2: per episode or three rounds per episode
0: three rounds per episode but you didn't know like who would go like you, you wanted to pair the best three and the best show so. Well, maybe I'm telling way too much, but so theoretically you wouldn't have just gone. There's no reason to go. So we're shooting three today and those three will go in that show. you like, might as well shoot three and then pair a great one, a mediocre one, like pair the best to make the best strongest show. And then the same, I don't think the same happens for the semifinals, but so that we shot the same outfit for all of the first rounds so that oh and there was also a problem with like by the way right now conrad my executive producer was like uh that's not why we did it at all <laughs> you're actually you're actually totally wrong and and taking the thunder out of our show yeah but there was also like we, well i guarantee people have been thinking it because i know my family did so well you can't you also can't um we had to cha- you couldn't shoot them all in this in in
2: this is why maybe i'll call conrad let me call conrad I mean, we extended the possibility that there's obviously a reason why you would do it now during COVID protocols or whatever, <coughs> uh, in the way that you guys shot it on I'll orthodoxy. But we just couldn't really <coughs> figure out why. When most shows would do a thousand wardrobe changes, you know. So, and the, and the other problem is you would have
0: people. I'm going to call Conrad. He'll know exactly C O N R.
3: I would much rather you call your PA.
0: <laughs> he would also know. We'd also go like, all right, so we got God. we got <laughs> we got high jumper he against didn't. monster truck. Well, there's <sighs> only there's only three days Thank you so where much. we can shoot dirt in the in the in the rotunda. Uh, so we had to we had to organize those okay and fill the dirt in, and so it would be crazy to, for me to be switching out of clothes in and out.
2: I'll, and I'll tell you, it's a I'll good show, you. man. I uh I've never followed anyone off of any of the other talent shows, and I followed multiple people that have been on Go Big Show because uh, I find Cali Bundy. Kelly Bundy? She was the football thrower? I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, it's the one this week. It just aired. The girl who shoots arrows with her feet? I followed her. thought she was interesting. Yep. The, the guy that got into the uh, sleeping bags with... Co- oh, Jackie Andrew. Bibby. Damn.
0: Jackie Bibby. You're good with names, aren't you? Oh, i live lived with these dudes for a fucking month.
3: Now, um, were you, are you doing voiceovers for the show? Yeah. Is that she's what... He's doing...
1: Please leave your message.
0: For okay, Conrad will call us back. But I know that I know for a fact that the way we uh, the way we ended up shooting the show is you'd have someone who's doing s- stunt ramps versus uh, horseback riding, and so you couldn't shoot them on the same day. So you'd have to. So I think it was easier for them just to everyone be in the same wardrobe, and then you'd shoot yeah, the stunt ramps, and then you'd fill it with dirt. Then like three days later, <clears throat> and then you would do all the dirt ones: monster truck, horses. And everything okay. and so then i think it was easier why we stayed in the same clothes mm. i think i i don't i'm not certain yeah and by the way i didn't produce oh i did produce a show i was an executive producer but i also wasn't didn't a, i didn't physically, physically make fucking the schedules thing. and yeah I only I, I really
3: your wardrobe was you know it was different seeing it, you i'm not used to seeing you like that with a shirt on <laughs> yeah that was kind of odd you know
2: yeah well i'm gonna i i, I was
0: I, you know I'm most comfortable shirtless, but I'm not most attractive shirtless. <laughs> I think the network probably thought, you know, I, I remember it was what Showtime said to me. You know, what? I feel like if you don't wear a shirt, we're going to lose a lot of viewers that might like the, the show immediately. 20 seconds. <laughs> and they
2: were accurate. Dude, can I tell you, I remember, Bert, and I take uh, I take pride in being part of this moment. I think it was the first weekend I ever met you. And we hit it off. We're chatting in the green room. We're getting along. We're hanging out in West Palm. And it was around the time when you first started taking your shirt off on stage. And your your routine at the time was you'd have a bucket of Heineken on stage already. This, the, the club put it up there for you, right? You'd come up on stage. Yeah. You'd rip your shirt off. Music you, playing. Can you remember the music playing? Black Betty, right? Yep. And you'd And you'd chug a Heineken. You'd chug the whole thing. You'd set it down. And then you'd just go into your you know, your act or whatever, you know? And you'd keep your shirt off for about the first 10 minutes. And then you'd make some sort of a joke like, all right, I'm sure you guys are tired of looking at me shirt. Let's put my shirt back on. You put your shirt back on. But that's how you would open every shirt. And th- they loved it when you ripped a shirt off. So then you and I were having beers after one of the nights and we were talking. And you go, man, I got to tell you, the crowd really loves it when I take my shirt off. <laughs> but you're like I don't want to be known as that guy. I want to be taken seriously. I did not say that. You, <laughs> you I'm telling you. Maybe I'm I'm misquoting, but No, you're long- allowed to.
0: By the way, my recollection of what I've said and not yeah. said is fucking for shit. But you
2: were figuring it out at the time, you know. Yeah. You were figuring it out. You go, I don't know if I want to be known. Like, you were worried that people in L.A. wouldn't respect you if you were known as the guy who takes a shirt and off. And sometimes they don't. Keep yeah, going. Yeah. <laughs> but but you were like, yeah, I don't want. And I'd be like, yeah, I could get that. I go, man, the crowd really likes it. And you're like, yeah, they really like it. I mean, it kills every time, right? And you're, it really sets the tone. When you rip your shirt off, they go it's, fucking nuts. It's so much fun. It, 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 hasn't, it, it hasn't dissipated. It hasn't lost its luster f- 2%. It's like now when you go on a stage and you rip that shirt off the it crowd. It makes me
0: giggle. They're like, you so did it. It makes me giggle. It is like the one, one of the purest joys is when I take my shirt off and I hear them. It's almost like they're I, like, it's, it's so much
2: fun. But I love that you didn't chicken out whenever that was. And I met you 10, 12 years ago and you started doing it and go like, you know, I don't want to be, I want to be taken seriously. I'm not going to do it. You just said, fuck it. This is who I am. And you went the other way. Instead of putting it back on every 10 minutes, you leave it off the entire show now. And your fans love it. And it's become who you are. And it's true to who you are.
0: It's very true to who yeah. I am. It's But you know, one of the people that uh, convinced me to be closer to who I am is Cowhead. Because hmm, he I watched my that. first special. And I said, uh. what did you think? And he goes, it was okay. And I said, what, you, what do you mean? It was like, you're my friend. You're supposed to, it was amazing. <laughs> and he was like, nah, I mean, it's okay. He's like, I don't know, your shirt was on. He's like, no, you know, you're the guy that comes up, rips his shirt off and that's who you are. And then all of a sudden you go up, you're in a collared shirt and jeans and like, I don't know, it just seemed odd. It didn't seem like you. And I went, well, that's definitely not what my intention is in doing stand-up, is for people, is for me to do it good on the road and then do a special and it be mediocre. Yeah. And then I think that was 2009 and I started really leaning into trying to find out, just trying to find out who I liked me as
2: and I was like, and then that's when the shirt started coming off, but staying off. When you're trying to find yourself, it's not always easy to see with your own eyes and that's why it's so important to have people around you that will shoot you straight and that's who your wife is to you, that's who my wife is to me and that's who, when you say the people that Burt's put around us on tour, that's who those people, every one of us, if we have a problem with some way someone's doing it, we'll politely tell them like, hey man, you're doing it this and this is what I see. Hey hey, Jesus, you're talking a lot about mustard. (laughs)
0: As if no one's ever
2: had mustard. We understand that you and your dad
0: just had mustard for the first time last week, but we've been eating it our whole life.
2: But those are a lot great.
0: of people in this audience have had mustard before also. Those are, those are
2: great people to have in your life, though. Aww. People will be really honest with you. You know, your friends your friends who call you on, your, the cowhead telling you that, you know?
0: Fucking, who, was, who were we with? Was it, uh... Was it, uh... Who ran our backstage so perfectly? What was his name? Uh... For the outdoor shows. Mm. What are you talking about? Uh, about Matt. No, no, our, it wasn't Matt.
3: Production manager. Oh, Larry. Larry. Oh, Larry. Larry. Larry.
0: Larry just standing in the back, arms folded, shirt buttoned up the top, wrist button on his shirt, mask on, sitting next to me. He goes, So he he just went to a deli, huh? And I went, <laughs> yes. oh, Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's been, uh, he hasn't been <laughs> going to a lot of.
2: Oh. <laughs> He's like, Wait man. till he finds
0: out about mayonnaise, huh?
2: Zeus. <laughs>
3: my God, the best waited till he was 37 years old i can't believe how buzzed i yeah right (laughs) that was probably that run right there was probably one of the funnest two and a half weeks i'd ever had in my life
2: that was the first post-covid run
3: that was that was the first
2: run in covid
3: that was our run in north carolina you that know, us fucking playing fucking fun. water polo. Oh, you know, that, that
2: talk about self recognition too. That's <laughs> when we were all, we were, I brought the water polo ball and we were having a blast playing a version of water polo in the hotel pool. And Bert walks in and sees us doing that and he goes, you guys realize you're like making Dave's life right now, right? and I was trying to contain my excitement of how much fun it was. You guys were guys, willing right, to do right that, I told you this would be fun. Yeah, yeah. like you you like, guys are like you don't understand how excited Dave and I'm like. You're right, Bert. I'm so excited inside. Right you like
0: the kid that was habitually molested that shows up at camp? Like, guys, it's,
1: it's
2: not. It's cool, right? It feels
0: good. It feels good. It feels good. Uh, Just, uh, good. Just uh, ignore it. A little it. bit of a stretch of an analogy, <laughs> but yeah, my analogy sucks <laughs> lately. Find a kid, find a nice amputee, and yeah. then
3: that. And the race was the best for me. The
2: race was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. I,
3: get, I I get people walk up to me, that like, dude, you guys should do another one.
2: But get that it. that was so. We got it on video, and we, and Andrew cut it up into an awesome clip. But what was so cool about watching that on film was, is it was so. Authentic. It wasn't you guys manufacturing a moment because you thought it would be good. It's truly how you guys are. But you want to know what's, you what? You guys what's were excited funny. in the what, moment. It was it was genuinely entertaining.
3: What makes me laugh every time I watch it? What's is the fact that and I don't I don't know if people realize that I didn't know all the shit Bert was talking when I got off the bus. Like <laughs>
1: I'm gonna kill, yeah. kill
3: him. It was like. He didn't put your rea- sneakers on. He didn't realize that once I put my money on the line, if I had to trip him, I wasn't gonna lose.
0: Well, you know what it was. You know where my confidence came from?
3: That you thought I was not an athlete.
0: No, it was it was it was the new era factory when we did bench press.
3: Oh. And I was
0: like, "Oh, I got this. I got this in a bag. I benched. I bench that twenty times. I I fucking gonna murder ron Yeah, and hope, then I you forgot. Run with your upper I forgot. Body, buddy. Yeah, I forgot. Ron's been running <laughs> that his whole was, life. Was
3: the funniest when when it aired. I was like, oh, this motherfucker was. You, you, he really thought he was about to win. That he was going to beat me. You only beat me by an inch
2: of visceral gut. Doesn't like, matter. Well, Ron, when they came out and Bert asked me, he goes, "Dave, who do you got?" I go. He said, I go, is it a long race? Because I got you all day, Burt, because I know that you train for that. Right. And I go, but if it's a short race, I go, I think Ron could be sneaky fast. And <laughs> you know
3: what? I, I'll, I'll lay the you, challenge you... down right now. You're working out. I've lost 20 pounds since you we look been, great, Ron. we've been off tour.
0: I'm not racing you now, Ben. I haven't hey, lost yeah. shit. I'm still fat as fuck.
3: We'll, 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 we can set this up for after you come back from shooting a movie. Because <laughs> I will have lost about another 20, 25 pounds by then.
0: So you're gonna be like you're gonna look like
3: same thing, just gut gone.
0: You do look skinnier.
3: Not everybody is. I've 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 gone down the in the two twenties. I was two twenty. Yeah, I remember I was at two forty nine.
0: Oh, when we all weighed in and took our blood pressure? Mm
2: -hmm. I was two fifty six on the bus when we did our weigh in. I was 242 last week before Super Bowl, but I've gone to shit this past week. <laughs> I'm back to snacking on pizza dip. So my wife got all the stuff to make that pizza dip, uh, which oh I brought up. That was good oh, shit, right? You know,
0: we just didn't even use crackers. We just scooped it out with spoons. <laughs> I watched.
2: The, I went back and watched some of the video and I saw you guys spoon it. I go, they really <laughs> like that pizza dip, man. My wife's been making that since college, right? It's like a okay, Super gotta, Bowl tradition. I gotta try the pizza It's tip. just cream cheese, um, pizza sauce, mozzarella cheese, and Pepperonis, and you put it in the oven for 20 minutes, and it's just a, it's just a dip, and it it's so now, see, fucking. I thought so my we kids were going
3: to sit here and have ribs today.
2: I know, my I know, bad, dude. I, I overslept like this pig. morning. Yeah. I Overslept. My bad. You know, I'll make them but tomorrow, I, buddy. But you but come I, pick
3: them up. But I, but hey, I know, I wanted to share them with you. I wanted, you know, a bus experience. But yeah. That, and I'll tell this to everyone. Some of the best ribs I've ever had in my life.
2: Oh, the best ribs I've ever had in my life.
3: Hands down, Dave Williamson, and I've had barbecue. From across the united states but can we
2: can we talk about that a little bit yeah. i am having so much fun right now with people uh connecting with me on instagram about barbecue it is so rewarding because i'm kind of new in this journey myself i've just got i got really heavy into this maybe five or six years ago right okay. and now so many people hit me up and go hey man I, i've been inspired by watching people enjoy your barbecue on on social media and on the podcast and stuff, they go, I'm thinking about getting a smoker. And to know that multiple people across the country have bought smokers because of my joy for something Man. and then now are doing an awesome job themselves and cowhead, hitting me up. Cowhead, cowhead. Yeah,
0: dude, it's
2: it's my so, calto,
0: cowhead. It is <laughs> so I keep saying his name funny. wrong. I was I call him, but he bought a smoker simply because of you and then started smoking going, well fuck. I'll just email, I'll just text Dave and go. What? How long?
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's so fun to be that guy and have that connection with people instead of people just like messaging you and going, "Hey man, I think you're funny," or "Hey man, uh, man, hey Bert's fat, right? Ha ha." You know, trying yeah. they write me instead. And in that the way they want to connect is Burt fucks dogs. Bert's racist. Yeah, yeah. But oh, not, but instead dude, they connect I, me you know, and say, "I get say,
0: tired of that yeah. on my dogs. Right, right. Oh. So, but people don't do and it that makes to Fucking be. dogs not fun now because I feel bad because I go, "What if someone finds out about this?"
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah By okay.
0: the way, I could totally fuck a dog and not get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, yeah, it's what he does, guys. <laughs> if you're a contact lens wearer, you know, ordering contacts can be a hassle. Now you can order your contacts without even leaving the house. It's super easy to do with 1-800-CONTACTS. 1-800-CONTACTS has been delivering contact lenses for 25 years, and they have your contacts in stock, even if you have a strong strong prescription or an astigmatism. With 25 years in the business, They have made getting contact lenses incredibly fast and easy. They even have a way to renew your prescription online if it's expired. And it's worth remembering that if you order now, you can use your flex spending account or vision insurance benefits before they expire. You can even renew your prescription online in just 10 minutes. It could not be simpler. You order the same contacts you would from your doctor. Just look on the side of your contact box for your prescription details. You can order online over the phone with their app and they ship them fast and free to your home you can even renew your prescription online using their express exam they have 24 7 award-winning customer service even if you need help or have any questions they have best price guarantees meaning if your contacts are lower at somewhere else they'll beat it so get contacts at 1-800-CONTACTS and let them get the contact lenses you need order online at 1-800-CONTACTS.COM or order online at 1-800-CONTACTS.COM download the free app or call 1-800-CONTACTS that's 1-800-266-8228
3: but yeah dude I, uh Dave I love your fucking barber. I was just Thank talking you, to my buddy Dave Harrison before the podcast and because uh, he was, he, uh, Parfait had asked me something about the beer that I brought. He was like, oh, well, you brought beer? I said, well, yes and no. I brought two 12-packs. I got to swap a 12-pack with Dave because we're doing, you know, fair exchange, no robberies. Slab of ribs, 12-pack of beer. Yeah. And he's like, is I think this I'm me, gonna get another beer.
2: I got to pee. Can I go pee real quick? <laughs> yeah, go pee. it would be me all and Ron. We're right, gonna, you guys
0: we'll, get, we'll start a very casual conversation do, do. that you come mediate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to take too long.
0: <laughs> How's this look? How's this looking on camera? I'm curious to the people watching, if you like this outdoor setup, we're going to do, so our plan is until March, I think 2nd or 7th, we're going to do outdoor only. And then depending on where we are with vaccinations and the the city and the regulations, we're then going to try to move indoors, start indoors until about April 5th. And then we're gonna push pause for a little bit, do some zooms on the road, and then.
3: So and let's then, let's talk about the road stuff. What are you gonna be doing from May to June?
0: I'm working. I'm working. I can't really talk about it yet. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I'm working, and then, uh, and then. Um,
3: or when do we get back out?
0: I, I we're trying to figure that out right now. We're trying to figure that out when when we go back on the road. But hopefully, what my goal is is to get back on the road and then just stay on the road until New Year's just get, get out on the road and you know, maybe we'll do the back and forth fly thing. Maybe we'll just do long runs Mm -hmm. and, and like do some theaters on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then do some smaller venue, smaller, uh, area, like city clubs. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we could do a theater in Oklahoma city, but like, and then do some clubs and work out and I don't know. I'm, I just, I I had, I had way too much fun this summer. (laughs) I have way too much fun. It was it, really unhealthy for me.
3: It amazes people that I tell them, uh, hey, you know, I, I toured. How'd you do that? I said, you know, he found a way for us to go out four fucking times. And they're like, wow, man, you know, you guys, it? man, we had a fucking blast.
0: We had a blast. I, You know, it's, it's funny that um, I felt guilty about it because I felt like I felt like I felt, you know, I don't know what what's going on in my head. I think it's maybe perspective shift, but I felt guilty that I I was a I was able to do it. Meaning, not every comic could go out and just do a sell a um, sell a drive-in movie theater, you know, with nine hundred cars. Yeah. So and so, I felt guilty. <laughs> I felt guilty going like, not only am I doing it, I'm doing it, I'm having a blast, and I'm and so many of my friends, like not I'm not talking about like people I don't like who don't like me, but my friends mm-hmm. can't go out. And do what they love to do the way I love, I, you know, it's like, it's a weird, like even I get, I get jealous when I see Rogan and Chappelle and at Stubbs and I go, not, not, this is a weird thing, but I go, I wish I lived in Texas where I could, or I wish I, I was, my wife was cool enough where I could just move to Texas for a month and just do shows, you know, mm-hmm. and I actually could, I think Leanne would let me, but not, not with what's going on, you know, she'd be like, well, I'll stay home for a little while, but, um, I actually got guilty of. I felt guilty about it because I because I, I'm watching so many of our friends and stand up go through mental illness issues with not doing stand up. Wow. Like literally starting to like it, this pandemic's been rough on everyone. It's been rough on everyone across the board. So I won't just say stand ups, but mm-hmm. my friends are stand ups. So I see my friends having rough times with with staying home and not doing what makes them sane. Right. And I felt guilty that I wasn't. That I was d- doing it. Do, okay, let me
3: ask you this: Do you think more comics could have did what we did?
0: No, it was too hard. It's too it's too hard of a ticket to sell.
2: But I think also like you mentioned, and, and
0: it's also it's a little bit of a like of who you are is like is like Anthony Jeselnik, who is brilliant, probably sells more tickets than me on a day to day basis. Any venue, his the people that like makes. Anthony Jesel, Jeselnik aren't gonna no. go and tailgate.
2: Okay. your fans are perfect for that
0: pivot yeah the people listen to this podcast and and, uh, are a lot are very similar to me so we went last night to the drive-in movie theater with the girls and i had a fucking blast (laughs) i had a fucking blast and it's so funny all the stuff that where leanne starts panicking i can't hear the audio i can't hear the audio i go they're working on it calm down they're working on it (laughs) like i had and i can only imagine being in the car with my friends and boozing or being able to turn it around and tailgate put up some chairs fucking dave put up a smoker i i thought of all the fun well, every, every time at this day, the ice cream truck. Now, is it, a, is
3: it an ice cream truck or is it a soft serve truck? So I have
0: he, no idea. He only runs on
2: the inside streets. He doesn't come out to us. Ron, you know, one of the first jokes I had that was like a good joke, like that worked is what I mean by that is where I had this joke. I remember go. it. I remember it. Yeah. Uh, uh, ah, this is what I hate about black people. we keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was not the joke.
0: No, it was about. You ever uh, say a word with the er at the end, and everyone gets upset.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was my early stuff. Yeah. No, 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 it was about ice cream truck music, and I talked about how I'd play jokes on kids, and I bought ice cream truck. Uh, the <laughs> make them suck your dick. I remember this
0: joke. I remember this joke. <laughs> like I play the music, and they get my van. Yeah. I'd be like, whatever I have. A you want to a saucer it's melted a, a little bit? <laughs> You're trying to
2: get me canceled. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. So this joke about not. ice cream trucks. It was and, a joke about ice cream truck music. And then I put, uh, on the when I did my first uh, CD, my first album, I did a secret track at the end of it with ice cream truck music. And, and so people could do the joke themselves to kids, drive around and make <laughs> ice cream truck music. And then kids come right out, you turn it off real quick, and you go, oh, or what?
0: Secret tracks were fucking hilarious. Right. Can I tell you, can I tell you, this is probably but, very- But then
2: a couple of years ago, a story came out saying the ice cream truck song was racist. Oh, it, it is, it, it, it is. Oh, it I'm is. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, so I saw la- that. I the saw label that. emailed me and was like, "Do you want to pull this for your album?" I'm like, "I don't know. If we have to go that far." <laughs> I mean, the album. Like Ice 10 cream
3: truck music yeah. is racist. It was.
0: I think it was. And white people are superior to the black race. It was some old slave like, time. No, song it's it's it is, yeah. Look, here's the deal. Anything in the past was a little racist. Like, uh, Inimini moe racist. You know that, right?
3: No. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo Catch a. There
0: you go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, we got our Instagram clip for this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh,
3: oh my God! You didn't know that? you oh, no. guys.
0: Why would you guys sing it?
3: That way? <laughs> tiger, 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 tiger. tiger. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God! Um,
0: <laughs> Wait, this is, this is a fun this game. Is, look, this, this is a fun d-
3: game. D- Keep d- going, Ron. Dave. Harrison, this is why he had me on the podcast for these moments <laughs> right here.
2: The, this Dave Harrison? His friend. Uh okay.
3: buddy of mine. Yeah. Oh, who you're talking about, my ribs. Yeah, but, oh, I told him when he comes, he he drives, he drives for a Breaking Benjamin. He's okay. Breaking Ben's driver. But he also has uh, Harrison Motorsports. He hauls cars. He's an enclosed car hauler. So that's what he's doing right now. So I told him, uh if he gets a car, a couple of cars to come to Cali, let me know. Come to LA i'll reach out to you go grab some ribs
1: yeah dude. just Cut for the, the
0: record ones. dave and i didn't sing that eeny meeny miny mo song but no, we know that's that like, that's I what know, it was. i've seen
2: that news story yeah
0: i've seen that news story um where you even as a kid you're like you're like wait for real is that like who what how and then i would love to be the first i would love to be the first progressive white kid or we'll the w- the, the, the white kid who was playing with all black kids who's like all right put your hands out <laughs> eeny meeny miny mo catch a uh, <laughs> tiger, and they're like, "What is this?" It's like this is how we pick teams. You know what? Put your
2: potatoes out. Small potatoes only. <laughs> I don't think that one was racist. But, one potato, two potato, three potato, four. Bert, you say that you felt like anxiety and guilty about is it safe for us to be, you know, uh, touring and am I screwing things up or whatever? But my memory is that you told us like that's even more motivation for us to be safe because we were trying to prove the model for other people to go out and work and no one took that model so i mean a few people did a few people did and and the production company certainly did the production company said all right like bert's the one who was willing to go out and try it and now they got music and comedy artists to go out and do it so i remember you telling us like guys it's not just us like you know trying to stay safe for us and obviously we would lost money but you were like we need to do this so that other comedians can go out and do it safely and prove that it works. You know,
0: people hit me up, and then and then a lot of people. You know, I think it's it's uh, a lot. Of, I I thought that was the model. I thought it was going to happen. I th- I thought there were going to be a lot more driving movie theaters. We did all of them, and so I think in the end of the year, you are like, oh yeah, that is a tough. I remember people going to Butler, and I was like, Butler is one of the best ones we did, in my yeah, opinion. Yeah, it's great. And people going, I didn't like it, and I was
2: like, what? I was like, that was fucking Butler, outrageous. Butler. It was great. Because it had uh, tiers. It was the side of a mountain. So the cars could line up with like stadium seating. So it felt really, you felt a Butler, lot of the energy. No, no, Pitt, uh, Pennsylvania. Oh,
3: that's Pittsburgh. what we did to CrossFit at. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: But it's also, it, it
0: also like, like I remember telling Nikki Glazer, I was like, get a bus, uh, get your bubble bring your dad, make it fun, make it your own thing. It's not stand up. It's 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 it is a party. You're throwing a party. And she was like, and I think she ran the numbers and was like, I'm not going to fucking make $1500 and and make sure like like uh, the, the, it's just I'm going to fly. And then I think when you flew and did it, you're like, this sucks. Sucks, yeah.
2: I see that.
3: What else did we do on Butler that night?
2: Ooh. I don't remember. Um, let me. At the venue? Mm. Did we eat I mean, a bunch of food?
3: no because we went back to the hotel remember we stayed at uh
2: so we you pickleball
0: Mm-mm.
2: pickle i started playing pickleball with my family now dude i got touch tennis that's next level touch tennis. i haven't opened it yet this? i haven't opened it yet touch tennis oh it's i'm
0: excited full-blown tennis courts do it that are a quarter size and you get rackets and the ball and you can hit them as hard as you'd hit a tennis ball and it is full rules tennis so you can play the net the way shane does you know he oh, cheats yeah 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 shane likes to crowd in that fucking shame
3: we took pictures up at the mcdonald's good shot by me had your uh the marquee uh,
0: that's what oh, i that. knew I, that's what i knew i made it is when that Ma- McDonald's, mcdonald's stayed McDonald's.
2: open a nearby mcdonald's put you up on the marquee <laughs> and invited you over it's uh, a big fucking deal and then i got addicted like to Walmart. whiskey and milk mcdonald's milkshakes delicious oh, yeah. it's like eggnog is really what it is it's great it's not at all like eggnog. <laughs> it's like a
0: McDonald's milkshake with whiskey in it. A lot of whiskey. And I if it's I'm delicious. not mistaken, I think you got sick that evening.
3: I can't imagine why. Not think the next day is when he got sick. I've done it since. Do I've done remember, it at my house. Do
0: you remember when I when we were in Don't Say Anything Too Specific <laughs> and I shit all over those people's bathroom? <laughs>
2: I think that was that was like the day after we our first McDonald's tirade, right? I think it was. Yeah, yeah.
0: Tulsa,
3: Oklahoma. After Tulsa, Oklahoma.
2: Yeah. No, we, we went
3: yes, to- Yes,
0: it was. Uh, yes, it w- was. No, it was. It was. We drove all night. Yeah. Got to a location. <laughs> <At> a <laughs> and let's just, I leave, it I I just leave it there. Let's just leave it there because they don't know that I
2: shit. And we went into- All we, over. We had, a, we had access to someone's restroom in the middle of the night. It was in the morning. Yeah.
0: Everyone <laughs> was asleep.
2: Where did we go? We- I'll, I'll tell you later. He
0: doesn't want to.
3: Yeah, I remember Tulsa though, because I was the one who went to McDonald's. Can you bleep
0: these out? We stayed at the house in in Colorado. The lake where we went on the boat. We went skiing.
1: Oh, he went. So, no,
0: that was two days later. Yeah, we drove all night and then we got there. No, 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 no,
3: no, 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 because we went to Tulsa. Then we went to OKC. And then we drove all night from OKC to Colorado.
2: We did McDonald's and then I cooked a feast for us. And then, and then we got Papa John's pizzas about three hours after oh. after I cooked the cheese for us. And then we and all I went to woke bed. up with bubble guts. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and I, I closed pin my asshole <laughs> closed and ran it into the bathroom. And you know, I just misjudged if I had given myself a second earlier. have all been there. I shit all over the toilet, all over the walls all over the f- windows, oh the floors. Oh, my God.
3: And, and I, and I and had the a moment. The downstairs. The, I, downstairs,
0: the downstairs. Now they're going to figure out who we're talking about. But then the downstairs bathroom. And then I sat back and I looked at it and I thought, do what? I get the bus to <laughs> just turn on and leave? <laughs> and I never speak to this person again? Or do I clean this up? And I went, Bert, you're going to be throwing up a little bit, but you're cleaning it up. It's just peanut butter. Let's do it.
3: Oh, my God. Mind
2: over matter, it's chunky peanut
0: butter. Oh, man. You know, it's like, it's like you look at guys that go, I climbed Mount Everest. How did I ever get there? And then I remember that morning going, this is my Mount Everest. <laughs> <That> <laughs> I'm going to have shit. to clean up this shit.
3: That was one of Might the worst Might have to throw the, away a beach towel or two. That a was one of, the of worst their beach drives. missing. <laughs> that was one of the worst drives getting there that day. What up, a fun day that was. Up so. until we did the drive from Amarillo to Sedona. Oh, <sighs> Fucking <sighs> Texas.
2: Look, I... I so you were talking about the difference between touring for three days versus touring for three weeks uh in coming home in between right mm-hmm. mentally it, you know other than missing my family it, it was fun it was fine i i did okay mentally touring for that long physically is what was hard for me because like sleeping in the bunk for that many nights in a row with the tour bus driving almost every night every night i still to this day have uh i get lockjaw i think i've I've messed That's so funny.
0: I get locked up too.
2: <laughs> yeah, from sleeping. Wait, is, that, is that a tour bus <laughs> In the bus going like this, and I I wake up almost every night with my jaw like clunk. And I go, Oh, jeez! And I, I, I it, the first thing it does is remind me of the tour bus, and it happens to me almost every night now.
0: We should wrap this up soon, but I want to have another maybe. How are we doing on time, Halston? Okay, we can't go over three hours with these new cameras, okay. or at least we can. But we got to figure that out. Oh, we can. Okay. Is there is, Andrew? Would you see if there's a um. Uh, common Space, Common Brew. Oh, right. See fight. if there's a food, food fight, fight in the I fridge. Look,
3: and that's what I looked for. I have some in my guys. car, but
0: they're not cold. Uh, they're okay, all so let's Enjoy
3: talk it. about the hats.
0: Oh, oh yeah. Here, okay, oh, yeah. Well, let's there's start several here. Things let's start here. Yet, let's yeah. start here. I want to talk about... So I want to put a mural in my gym. Okay. I want to put a mural on the wall. It's going to be... My buddy's going to have it done. It's not going to be painted on the wall, but it's going to be a poster on the wall. And I, want, I was thinking originally... Like the Last Supper, but with my favorite athletes, right? So Mickey Mantle will be where Jesus is. Okay. So, is there anything in there? Bud Light. Oh, I mean, yeah, I love Bud Light. They're sponsor. I love Bud Light seltzer. Um, you,
3: do you have the one that you're supposed to give me? They sent you a four pack.
2: Yeah, I don't. So you were, were going to ask Ron all about whether things were uh, appropriation or not? But I think that's more uh, religious uh, blasphemy. Is, is, that, is that where you're going no, with this? No. I'll take one. A, one a da, uh,
0: uh, IPA. I'll take an IPA. Are they in there?
3: Yeah, I don't think that's a good thing. What? What's the second one? What are you talking about? Idea for the mural. Last supper with your favorite athletes.
2: I was going to do that. And then. Who who would be in the mural? Who's your favorite athletes?
3: Here we go. I got them.
2: I got the list right here. Okay. You have the lighter? That's right. I'm gonna here. I'm gonna regret sucking the last little bit of this. Um I have a I have a
0: um all right, here's a list, ready? List of athletes that inspired me, right? Where I can look at them and go, if they did it, I can do it. Not meaning, meaning like you know, whatever. They
3: could be successful. You could be successful. Or people that right.
0: I, I enjoyed watching. John like, Rocker. No. God oh. damn it. <laughs> everyone wrote that. I was like, no, not John
2: Rocker. <laughs> I'm a hack? Is that what you're saying?
0: Uh, everyone wrote John Rocker. Okay. John Daly. Golf. Uh, he plays barefoot now. You know that? I
3: love it. And him. he's an alcoholic.
0: There we go. That's uh-huh. part of my branding. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Doug Williams. Quarterback. Bucks. Red, uh, the Washington football team.
3: Uh, you asking me like I don't know who. He's going to be in this. a Bucks
0: uniform. Mm. Okay. Uh, Tiger Woods. Love Tiger Woods. Okay. The Rock. Mickey Mantle will be Jesus Christ. <laughs> Babe Ruth.
3: Another alcoholic.
0: Now I don't know whether to put both these guys in because I feel like I feel like people might think I'm being redundant. But two of my favorite inspirations: one, growing up with Satchel Paige, and okay. another one, and this is more of an adult one, is Buck O'Neill. Buck O'Neil's from Florida, and I feel like, I don't know, for whatever reason, I feel like, I, and I really enjoy him. He just is like, I watched that Ken Burns documentary. He was my favorite guy to watch talk. Burt Reynolds.
3: Is that the Florida State connection? Yep.
0: Bo Jackson. Bo, Bo Jackson's the greatest athlete that ever lived in anything. War Eagle. Think so? I, I don't know about that totally. Tom and I just were going back and forth on, like, the fact that he was a, he was a, I mean, just next level. Athletic. I think Marshall Walker
3: may have something to say about that.
0: Man, I, I, but her. Okay. Anyway. All right. <laughs> but, both Hang on, so, we're not done. We're not done. Oh. Allen Iverson. Love Trans- Allen Iverson. He L-
3: was transcending. You, you practice
0: is is to me practice? is to me.
3: But you know what? He even said in in a, in a documentary that was taken out of context. He 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 didn't want it to go the way that it went because he practiced.
2: Yeah, he did. He just yeah. But he didn't think it was important to harp on practice versus right, right. a guy it, who gives his heart in the game. Exactly. Right? Yes. So practice is very important to a team sport dynamic. You mm-hmm. can't have a guy, especially your superstar, bagging it in practice. But the way that the journalist was attacking him on that, he's saying, You see how I give my heart. Right. He's like, and you're gonna and you're gonna challenge me on practice? Practice? Mm-hmm. Right.
3: I think um, that's one of the problems of the clippers are having right
2: hold now. Hold on. Wade Boggs,
0: notorious for putting down 24 beers on a flight home.
2: <laughs> I didn't and, know and that. And a Florida,
0: Florida Florida boy who was an inspiration to all of us growing up. And then, Hideo Nomo. Oh, interesting one. Hideo Nomo is- unorthodox? No, 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 no. So I, I got a, <clears throat> one of my best pump it up for like inspirational speeches was given to me by Barry Katz. He said, uh, I was getting ready to test for a sitcom for CBS, and they didn't want me to test. They're like, "We're not. It's not Bert. We're not going to have Bert do it. So don't even have him test." And he was like, "And I knew that." And I said, "Well, I'm not going to test. If they don't want me to test, I don't want to test." And he said, "That's not why you don't do it." And I said, "What do you mean?" He goes, "You don't do it because they don't want you to. You do it because fuck that. You do it." I said, "What do you mean?" And he goes, "That's this. And the, you got to know Barry's voice a little bit, but he is what he sounds like." He goes. Let me tell you a story, Papa. (laughs) Hideo Nomo has a great rookie season with the Dodgers. Everyone loves him. And then he falls off the map. No one wants to work with him. No one wants to have him on their team. He's worth nothing. So they trade him to the Boston Red Sox. Opening day, who cares? We'll put out Hideo Nomo. You know, if he does something great, If he doesn't, oh, that's what we expected. Same as you. Do you know what Hideo Nomo did that day? I said, what? And he goes, he threw a no-hitter. You know why he threw a no-hitter? I said, why? And he goes, they didn't expect it coming. You go in that room and you be Hideo Nomo. And I walked into that room and I booked that sitcom because I manifested Hideo Nomo. I walked in and I thought, they don't expect shit out of me. So I have nothing to lose. I can go out and throw as hard as I want, as fast as I want. And the first thing I did is I made a joke about less Moonves, two less Moonves. <laughs> I walked in and I said, uh, hey, everyone. And I, it's all women at the time. And I said, which one's less? <laughs> 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 and he goes, uh, hi, Bert. It's great to see. He goes, hi, Bert. And I went, mm-hmm. wow. I go, great head of hair. He had a gray head of hair and everyone laughs, but they're a little laughing uncomfortable. And He's like, thank you. I go, what are you doing on that side of the camera? Les, you should be over here. And he goes, I actually used to be an actor. And now they're all like, oh shit, Les is talking about when he was an actor. And now it's laughing, we're having a good time. And he goes, Bert, it's, it's always good seeing you. And I go, we've never met Les. And he goes, are you sure? I go, I definitely remember that hair. And now the room's laughing yeah. and he goes, all right, let's see the audition. And I didn't even audition that well and he just walked down he's like get a kid the part he's fucking hilarious and it fucking hideo nomo hideo nomo for me and then the best part of that story is i'm telling fucking some comic that also work with barry cats we're they're talking about barry and they're like can i tell you what i loved about barry i go can i tell you what i loved about barry i go i go into this thing and they go is this the hideo nomo story i go you heard it and he goes he told me the same story. <laughs> <laughs> because he told it to all of us, Bert. That's how we all book shit. He tells us what to be an Aonomo. Nomo. We're like, God, the guy fucking knows what works.
2: Uh, so those are my those are my athletes. Barry Katz all over the first few episodes of Torgasm, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah.
0: He was he I mean, he's still a great manager. At that time in in his life, Barry Katz literally he was like the horse whisperer with comics and he knew the business enough. And then, and then I think, and I think Barry would say this is that his interest became less, I'm going to make this guy a star, that guy a star, that guy a star. I want to, I can, I have the ability to discover talent. Why am I not making great projects? And why, why am I not transitioning that into producing, which is what producers do. And I think, I don't know. I think he
2: got fucked a couple of times, but. My last supper mural would be me. And then like. Tony Alvarez, Tony, Tony, <laughs> Tony Azevedo, Azevedo. Water <laughs> polo, best water, American water polo player of all time, and then 11 Dan Marinos. <laughs> <laughs> 11 Dan Marinos. Me, Tony Azevedo, and Dan Marinos. I'm, so I'm impressed good, you brought up Tony, by the way.
0: Uh, are you kidding me? It's every picture you, it's ever gets posted is Tony Azevedo.
2: That's I'm doing a podcast with him, Bert. It's promoted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put your face
0: on there, too, not just him. Just, Ooh. <laughs> so, So, uh, so... <laughs> so the
2: guy's been to five olympics
0: i mean dan marino dan marino by the way this is a i'm me tooing myself right now Dan, marino, i i used to take i used to take pictures and photoshop my dick so it looked like it was a oh fucking God. 40 ounce bottle right and then i'd send it to sagura i Segura.
2: Tie into dan marino.
0: I'd send it to Segura and i'd be like hey man i'm losing weight and then And then show a part of my dick, and he'd be like, "Is that your fucking dick?" And I'd be like, "Oh my god, I must I messed up. I sent you the wrong picture." So I go to I'd go on Paul and Ron, their very last show. Paul and Ron,
2: yeah, Paul and Ron's great.
0: Very last show, and uh, Florida, and they're talking about sending nudes or whatever. And I go, "It's so funny. I have a nude of myself that's I'm afraid it's going to get out there." And they're like, "Let me see it." And it's me with my dick photoshopped, and it looks like a forearm. It is so big. (laughs) It is so big. And I show it to them, and they're like, "Holy God." And they're like, what, did your dick get stung by bees? And I was like, oh, no. And 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 then we're laughing. And I go, it's Photoshopped. And then they're like, really? And they're like, oh, wait, whoa, 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 Holy shit. Hall of Famer Dan Marino's coming up. And he starts walking up on stage. And he sits down. And they're like, Dan, it's so great to be here. Dan, so <laughs> great to have you here. Dan, do you know comedian Bert Kreischer? He goes, no, I don't. Nice to meet you, Dan. I go, Dan, it's nice to meet you. You've been in a lot of locker rooms, Dan. Like, go, oh, is this big? And I show him my dick. And damn, Rita goes,
3: Oh my God. You said 40 ounces. I was, because I knew you guys were going to be drinking today.
0: I thought you were going to say that was my nickname growing up, was 40 ounces, <laughs> Because my dick looked like a 40 ounce.
3: I was gonna go, I was gonna get three forty ounces of old English and three 40 ounces of Colt 45. Should have done and it. And on the table. Yeah, you should have done it wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But I didn't know your sponsors. Oh, no, no. Yeah. There nothing uh, on
2: right now. I think it's funny, Bert. You always tell a story about uh, someone putting a dick on your shoulder <laughs> in a locker room or something yeah, like that, right? Yeah. yeah. And there, when I played high school football, there was a, definitely a dude that did that all the time. Oh, yeah. Tron Wright used to come up and put his dick on I'm sure. I'm sure he's fucking going at, in an office building going,
0: different Tron. <laughs> <laughs> and
2: here I am, uh, uh, you know, 10th grader suburban white kid just like what's up man oh <laughs>
0: <laughs> i said to isla when we were talking about her first day of school i go i go can't be about as, as bad as my first day this is the other day she goes why and i said first day of school f- i i'm i all boys catholic high school we show up and they're like and my first i don't know anybody i know a couple kids one of the kids is chewing tobacco that i grew up with and i'm like wow he's changed <laughs> and so i'm like i'm not chewing. i'm 14 i'm fucking still a boy And so we get there and our first class is PE. I'm like, all right, I'm good at sports. At least I'll make friends that way. And these kids are all Cuban. They're all shaving and they're all fucking dunking and just fucking being rough, like rough like they grew up around boys. I have two sisters. And so I, we get done first and I'm still not, I'm not making any friends and we go into the locker room and coach I was like, all right, hit the showers. And he's like, what? And he's like, everyone fucking shower. We're not going to have this school smell like an armpit. Everyone hit the showers. And I look in the shower and I see 18, 17, 16, and 15-year-old boys in that shower. And I'm 14. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And I'm looking at the dicks and the hair in there. And I'm like, I'm not set up to be in there. <laughs> this is my first day of school. I don't know anybody. And so I well, I told Isla, so what I didn't know is that those boys that were in my class were just as nervous as I was. But I was so nervous that I didn't look at their nervousness. And I sat there and she goes, what did you do? I said, I sat there, I didn't do anything. All of us sat there. I didn't realize they were nervous also. We were all just sitting there. We are sitting there so long that Coach Sio, edited his name out, Coach Sio comes up behind me, sees I'm not getting, no one's getting dressed, pulls my pants down and goes, that's Chrysler's cock. You've all got one now, get in the fucking showers.
2: And all, and I go, your day can't be that bad. And she goes, I think I got it. man." My parents sent me to a, uh, an outdoor, like, um, survival camp or whatever, right? Out in the yeah. middle of the Everglades. I'm in sixth grade, maybe. And it was me and my buddy, David Lean, who lives out in L.A. here, and I'm still buddies with him. And some other random kid from my neighborhood or whatever, right? Three of us. <laughs> right random... now, he's going, God damn it, he never remembered my name. <laughs> <laughs> so we go uh, to, out in the middle of the Everglades to this camp and uh i got there like like they'd already i was late basically right we're supposed to check in at like two i got there at 2 30 so they ran out of room in the sixth grade cabin so they put me in the eighth grade cabin right or the ninth grade cabin or some shit like that right we call this the recipe for getting molested (laughs) oh my god dude it was a week of hell because these kids were like they were rough kids too man they were like backwoods The kind of kids who would go to an Everglades hunting survival camp. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In in Florida. So we got to take a shower. It's communal showers. Just like you you would in a locker room or whatever. And all my buddies were like, I'm not going in there. I'm not showering with the eighth graders. Like, oh, we're going to make fun of or whatever. And I'm like, no, I'm going to fucking take a shower. Like, we have to. And I was not like, it wasn't because I was proud or brave. It was just my survival instincts kicking and going. No, We got to do it. We got to shower. Not gonna spend a week not showering after we've been out in the mud and stuff, right? So I just walk in, right? They start ragging on me, and oh my god, you don't have pubic hair, and blah blah blah. What else, all right? You don't have pubic hair, and I just this this is how many kids did y'all go to school with? This is the dude, I have a thousand stories like this, This, but this is, I think, one of the things (laughs) I showered a lot. (laughs) This is one of the. Uh, I used things. to look for showers. This is no, but this is one of the things I think shaped me into a comic kind of right, right, and <laughs> having the the courage Damn. is that I just looked at these guys and I go, "Hey, man, get it out of your system, make fun of me because I'm taking a fucking shower every day with you." So just get used to it, you know? And why we're to it. Like I'm, I'm three years at younger, guy younger than in you. Man. Cox. Exactly. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> I had a guy, I had a guy when I was in junior high killing. Talking Tron right, man. No, 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 no. I got another <laughs> Tron Ronster. Tron so Coach Johnston was my linebacker coach in uh 10th grade. Coach Johnson was earlier. I got a great story about him too. So uh Tron wants to try. He uh coach is always uh chewing tobacco. And so oh. Tron keeps going, Coach, let me try some of that. He's like, You don't want some of this, Tron. Let me try some, coach. So he gave him. You I mean, should probably edit these names out now that I think about it. <laughs> it's okay. So, just change them all to Neil Brennan. Yeah. <laughs> so, tr- so Tron takes the chewing tobacco, puts it in his mouth, and swallows it. He oh. thinks that's what you're supposed to do. Coach goes, boy, you didn't just swallow that, did you? And he goes, yeah. He goes, uh-oh.
0: And then Tron just goes. isn't going to be good. Tron just goes,
2: sign this release real quick. <laughs> He just goes, starts vomiting all over the football field. But we're all, like, we're concerned, but we're laughing so hard. Because here's this guy who seems, like, uh, indestructible, and he could not have been more uncomfortable. So I, c- Coach was our, our linebacker coach, but he was also the the um, computer teacher. They gave him, like, a teaching job at the what school, the right? What
1: so the fuck? That doesn't brand out, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: They, it's like they had to give him a teaching job. They had a salary kind of thing, right? And at the time we were all in like DOS computers and we had floppy disks or whatever. Like, so I'm I'm, I, I'm, sick one day, I'm not at school, right? And we have these disks and we would put our assignments on the disk every day. And then at the end of the week, the coach would take our disk and look at all our assignments and grade it. Well, my buddy Danny Holloway, who is the ultimate prankster, takes my disk out of the basket when I'm not there one day and goes back and he rewrites all of my uh, assignments for the week. And one of the assignments was to write a business letter. So he takes the letter and he goes, dear coach Johnson, I hope it's okay that I write this here because I don't know how else to tell this to you. When I'm at football practice, I have feelings about you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if this is normal or not, but I really look up to you and I don't know if it's safe for me to tell you that I think of you as more of a coach, but more like And he, he writes a love letter to my football coach. I have no idea he's done it. So on Friday, I'm back at school, and he's like telling people to come pick up their floppy disks so they get their grades. And he goes, Williamson, I don't know what to tell you about your assignments this week. And I'm like, what's he talking about? And I just see Danny dying laughing, and then Coach starts seeing Danny laughing. They're all laughing, and I'm like, look at Danny. I'm like, what did you do?
0: He's like, you'll see. See if he hugs you, Dave.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, yeah, we, we should
0: we should wrap wrap this up. I have a Chinese New Year's. I gotta celebrate, what? Oh, here, wait, will you take a picture of this setup, Andrew? And just just so we can post it, I'm so excited. This is, by the way, we should go up. We should, oh, I'm fucking buzzed too. I'm I definitely gonna regret those stories. And so, uh, <laughs> Lunar New Year's, uh, what do you think of this hat? I like it. What do you think? I knew you like this, okay, ready? So I've gotten really into the hat game. This one, Jailbirds.
3: Okay. Yeah. I
2: like I like the gold. I like the gold too. I like that because I'm a big Miss Pac-Man fan. Yeah, it's so I, I got I'm like hardcore. I just I
0: bought I must have spent a hundred bucks, two hundred bucks on minor league hats yesterday.
2: Where'd
3: you get them?
0: Uh I I tweeted out, I said, yo, send me your favorite minor league hats. And people started sending me links and I and it was like 29 bucks. And you know, the first one you're like, well fuck, I'm buying that. And the second one, you were like, well, I got to buy that one. And the next one's $49. you are like, well, that's a fucking really dope hat. And then you get that. Next thing you know, I have like nine hats coming yeah. my way. Oh, shit. It's my wife. Hold on. Let's see. It's Leanne. Hey, what's up, baby?
1: Um, We are
0: gathering our things to start heading over there. Wait, Great. Um, Can you come by here and have Georgia drive my car over there? Oh, have you been drinking? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah, baby. I'm doing a podcast.
3: <laughs> okay. Are you still podcasting?
0: Oh, we, we just finished.
3: Oh,
1: okay. Um, yeah, I guess
0: so. Yeah, just swing by here, and Georgia can drive me.
1: Um, okay. Okay. Uh, is there anything you need from here?
0: No, I got everything, and I have the cash.
1: All right, I'll see you there then.
0: All right, I love you, baby. Bye. Sure. All right, that is let's, so sweet. Let's wrap this up, grab a drink. We'll all go up, see, take a look at the sunset from the deck. It looks really pretty. Nice. Yeah, and then, uh, and I'll show you the new house. And then, uh, and I gotta be honest with you, I'm so grateful that you guys were my first live podcast it's i felt very comfortable and safe with everything and i think i feel good about it and i hope everyone liked this look i hope everyone enjoys this we're going to do a few of these we'll do some inside and then and then we'll figure things out in the new year or in the new year i'm fucking buzzed buzzed. (laughs) that's why george is coming to drive two drinks i had a beer and a cocktail and that's it and by the way i didn't enjoy the cigar as much as i wanted to why I saw this video of Michael Jordan enjoying a cigar. He just enjoys them so well. It's hard to enjoy it when you're doing other things. You're right. A bit. Is A cigar needs to be like a solo adventure. Like sometimes yeah. like, a cigar by yourself is like really cool with okay. no phone,
2: no nothing. Yeah. Just sitting there just, it's like
0: meditating. Taking it in.
2: I enjoy a cigar on a golf course. This is the only time I enjoy it when I'm doing something else. Because you're kind of like smoking one in between. You hit and then you throw it on the ground and then you hit and then you pick it back up. It's kind of in between, you know. I remember doing that on... one time, and one of my dad's friends was like, "Yeah, they don't put any fertilizer on that grass." <laughs> I was like, what?
0: Said, <laughs> Never thought of cancer. that. <laughs> Just changed my perspective. shit <laughs> my wife. Well, thank what you. What if she's like? What if she's like? Just drive. You do it all the time. Hello.
1: Forgot to ask you. you don't you do it all the time. In uh, your gym on the countertop, and see if we left categories and and a taboo there. I can't find it.
2: I will. I'll look for it and see if it's in there. Okay. Okay. Thank okay. You. All right. Bye. Bye. Love you. Um, Well, thanks for having us, Bert. And you're talking about comics having uh, mental health, you know, uh, challenges because of not being able to do comedy during this period of time. And I think the comedy is obviously a big part of it. But a bigger part of it is that's how we see our friends. We have a lot of camaraderie within comedy and going on those tours during this time and doing it in a safe way. That was one of the biggest advantages was being in a bubble with my buddies and with you guys and working was awesome, obviously but just having the camaraderie and the um the fun really helped me survive the past year. So this was a little uh, taste of that. So it was it fun was, to do this. Thanks it for inviting us. It was fun to get together. It's yes. Fun. i miss you guys a lot. Yeah. I really do.
3: I that I, I do miss. I don't miss the tour. Yeah. We need to do this more.
0: What if we just did Yeah, what, what if, if we pay just us toured, to go camping? Yeah, what if we just toured but didn't do tour. shows? <laughs>
3: I think I think our significant others and whatnot would not particularly care for that. Just tell them we're doing shows; they don't need to know. <laughs> the paycheck's <laughs> not are going to be coming in. Yeah, no. no, we'll pay everyone. Oh. We just got to figure that out. Okay, we rob. So banks, we got to find a network gonna... to go. Look, like, hey can, man, you guys being a on the road, rob- is, man. <laughs> we can become a bank robbing.
2: I, I think they left in a big tour
0: bus
3: with a shirtless guy on it. <laughs>
2: yeah, with a wrap on the side. <laughs> Said Bert Greischer. <laughs> we would be the worst bank robbers in
0: history. <laughs> The uh, stick 'em up store it oh, said, "I know
3: something. I, I wanted to ask you. Got you. you guys run out of what? the bank. I'm still taking How a leak." How was it hanging out with Stone Cold Steve Austin?
0: Oh, it was great. He's awesome, man. The most generous dude. Like comedy wise, like he was just like he just he wanted to giggle. He was a blast. He was a fucking blast. I love Stone Cold.
2: I just drank his beers the other day. Those beers couple. are too much for me. They're really hoppy and really yeah, strong, and they're I really strong. Like I get beers. fucking shout wasted. out to El Segundo Bruco. Yeah, it's my hood. Okay.
0: Awesome guys, thank you for watching. God bless America. That is that a hate crime? Should we end by singing the national
2: anthem because we know every word? No, actually, let's let's sing a Snoop song. Okay. All right. All right. From the depths of the sea, on, back to on, the black. On. Snoop Dogg. I'll dog start dogs, it. I'll up, start, up up start the it. The dock went solo on my ass. I just still, I was still just, the same. I was listening. Long to Long Beach is the spot where Klan. I serve my cane. Follow me follow, me, follow me, follow me. But don't oh, no, lose your grip, nine no, Trizé. That is it for me to fuck up. Shit. Oh, right. we can end it on that. All right, Dave. Good job. Thank you. All right. What's my motherfucking name, Snoop Dogg? Dogg, cause I creep through the smog and I creep through the Snoop Dogg it, Dogg it, Dogg <laughs> it,
0: My favorite, my favorite. Uh, is you can either edit this in or out. What someone goes, we're listening to. uh It ain't no fun if the, the homes, homes can't, can't
2: have none. none.
0: It ain't, ain't no, no fun. fun. It seems and so fun at the time. And the girls are in the back and they're like, "What are they sharing?" <laughs>
2: Oh. Good stories, girls. Good stories. It's what your dad does for a living. (laughs) Let's go watch that sunset, guys. This
0: episode was brought to you by The Machine.